Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Fig sent you. So you qualify. Like we never left. Back like cook crack. Back like a pocket full of stones. Let's go. Put it back in 1989. I wasn't moving keys, I was barely moving dimes. Started coming up, didn't recognize my face. I was paying off the law so I wouldn't catch a case. Let's go. Want a free base? I got them hubbers for your ass. Hold on your pipe and Mega blast. Yeah, this, this, this is different bad. lyrics, man. They, they must have changed it for the remix. Really? No thing yeah, yeah, crack in the what to know. I tell him get this crack and get the fuck away from me. Ho. Cause everywhere I went, it became a introduction. Memorial Day weekend. always made me feel some type of way man like on some pimp shit oh yeah <laughs> like yeah, being yeah, a pimp yeah, yeah. I, mm. I feel like i need like a pink first fur coat or some shit yeah that's why tila came out with the pimp coat and everything i always think about players club every time i hear this song too <laughs> Was that Jazzy Faye singing his hook? It's funny you said. I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that until I saw him out there. So apparently, I think he came up with that group. I think he was part of the creation of that group. This versus coming forward with being what sort of on to a puppet where I entertain friends. No bounce to the house because the board is shit. I done got me 50 ounces out of burden. Tighten up, no snack, bitch, checking my style. Got some burger, said the nigga, some go out the ride. Just got back from California, kicked it with me again. He's a G. 
You gotta play the Bomb Beavers, man. You gotta play the Bomb Beavers. We was gonna be here all night. I... Man, man. Okay, I'll, I'll go it off memory. <laughs> Bomb B, bitch. I know I'm the king of moving chickens. Got the finger lickings. Chicken niggas, that be chicken. We need a swift kicking. You asked the right for the picking. It... Shit, I fell off. No, oh, I forgot... man. <laughs> Wait, I forgot the next line. I know most of it. You asked the right for the picking. Shit, I forgot the next. I forgot the next bar. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> See, I, 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 that's one of the verses you got to memorize if you're from Houston. Really, like okay, zero. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I fucking fell off. Now I forgot the next bar on that. Yeah, he, whatever. Yeah, he. Uh, man, he was rapping that verse last night, and he was going in, man. Like to me, at that moment, I was like, man, because I never really thought about this, but at that moment, I'm like, man, this motherfucker could go against anybody from New York, man. Mm-hmm. Like at that time, like dog, like he was talking the same shit other niggas from New York was talking, and I I would put my money on him over any nigga from New York at that time. Like he would, they but they both was going in, but that yeah. Bun V verse, that Bun B verse was legendary, man. Dog, that in three sixteens, I will put against any rapper ever, mm-hmm. any like Jay Biggie. Nas name it. I'll put those two verses against anything any any of the best MCs got. Like Bone and his prime was a monster, man. People yeah. forget because he was literally like underground kings. That was underground, man. Yeah. But he, he even went off on Big Pimpin', man. Like, look yeah. at that flow. Look at that verse. Everybody remembers Pimp C because that's the most memorable. Plus, yeah. it's so short, it's easily memorizable. Yeah. But Bumby went in on Big Pimpin', dog. Mm-hmm. So, nah, he was a beast, man. Lyrically, yeah. I think he's very underrated. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially with that that murder that uh the murder <laughs> verse. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker was going in. Like, not not on no, you know, I'm talking about some shit that don't nobody really understand, or I'm rapping so fast y'all can't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. No, nah, that motherfucker was going in, man. Like he blacked out, man. I don't yeah. know what happened. He caught the Holy Ghost because of the flow switching. Yeah. The bars, like the lyricism, the double meta, the meta, the syllables, like everything, man. That verse had man. everything in it. Man. So yeah, he ripped that shit. He must have had the Holy Ghost or something coming in him, man, because that shit yeah. was wild. I gotta fucking play it now, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you, man. You, yeah, you can't, you can't play not. You can't play murder and leave out the bumby. <laughs> Well, it's Bun B, bitch, and I'm the king of movies. Chickens got the finger licking. Sticking niggas that be tricking. You need a swift 
up kicking. Your ass is right for the picking. Now as my pocket sticking, I be thinking nigga right. slicking. You sick when I be clicking. Now take a look at the bigger nigga, my liquor swigger. Play a hater, get jigger, figure my hair trigger. Give a hop one in your liver, you shiver, shaking quicker. I'm frivolous if a nigga get wetter than a river. For what it's worth is the birth of some niggas doing dirt. Fuck a first night getting off the skirt. Make the pussy hurt, it's the master. Hit the switcher faster, then you keep a blister faster. I think he just recently clarified what he was saying because everybody used to ask at the end of that when he says, you can't see me, Marcus. Everybody was asking for years, like, who is Marcus? And why was he so mad at him? <laughs> Apparently, he was saying Mark ass. Oh, really? But he okay. just said it so quick that you couldn't even tell. But he was saying, you can't see me, Mark ass. But everybody thought it sounded like Marcus. Marcus yeah, it's funny. So I was, like, who the fuck was Marcus? You I was looking at you the, enough to have that verse. Yeah, I was looking at the lyrics and it said Marcus. <laughs> Apparently, it's yeah. Mark ass. I think he actually clarified that it's not yeah. Marcus. Yeah, it's not a person he's talking about. And to be honest, I don't know how he recorded that, but maybe it was a one take thing. And he was he just blacked out, was going in. Mm-hmm. And as a rapper, when you rapping, sometimes you might pronounce something wrong. You might, yeah. you might pronounce something a little funky. So he probably just went in and that was it. And, and not to mention this was back in the day. So it wasn't like he could go in and change that little part. Mm-hmm. But he probably was like, yep, this is it. <laughs> and There's a few mistakes in rap that just got through. Most notably like the fucking Kanye in too deep like Mackay Fife. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another one I always wondered about too. Because Juvenile got a bar on the hook of ha where he says you know what it is to make nothing out of something and i always mm. thought he got that mixed up because i <laughs> thought he was explaining what it is to be a hustler in yeah. the song but then he said you know what it is to make something out of nothing is what you meant to say yeah. i always wondered if he if he mixed that up yeah but that's nobody yeah. else ever asked that but that was know. confusing to me we're gonna man. have to ask that if we get them on the podcast yeah. <laughs> that's interesting now you got me thinking you're a paper chaser you got the block on fire mm-hmm. remaining a g until the moment you expire you know yeah, what it, it is, is to make it's, nothing out of something yeah i always thought that was mixed up man i always yeah. confused me as a kid i was like because Wait, how do you make the other way around yeah so, so you creating nothing out of something yeah, I always thought that, or it could, if you want to go deep, it could be like he's he knows how to destroy something that was built. But I felt like in the context of the hook, you're explaining what it is to be a hustler who got out the dirt. Yeah. So I thought he meant like something out of nothing, but yeah. I'm just thinking too much about it. Yeah. But this always bothered me, man. Whenever I hear that song, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 
it's random things I think about. Yeah, in my head on yeah, it, it happened a lot often, and sometimes people don't even catch it till the song then took off. <laughs> Where yep. it's fucking too late. And now it's like now he can't. He's iconic, man. So yeah, you can't to, change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but the, I, uh, the thing is, too, he put that on Soldier Rag because Soldier Rag uh, High is really like a remix of Soldier Rag. Mm. It's got like the same flow, the same hook. And everything, it's just like the national radio version of Soldier Rag. Mm. And he said the same thing as Soldier Rag too. So I guess it's not a mistake. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna have to get him on so we can explain himself. We do. With that, that, with that's that the really one mean. question we'll ask him, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Solve this hip hop mystery real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, what up, David? What's going on, dog? What's going down? Appreciate you stopping by, man. We gonna talk about hip hop. Aura and B, and uh, everything going on, man. Talk about this verses between uh, Bun B and MGK or MJG and Eight Ball. Yeah, MG, MGK. Yeah. <laughs> now MGK wasn't there. Yeah, but uh, you got a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, so. UGK versus Eight Ball and MJG. It's a lot yes. of letters <laughs> in this. Yeah, versus. I know, right? A lot of acronyms. Yeah, what's MJG stand for? I never even. Look I never knew. Up. Yeah, I never knew. Now we have to look it up because we have to inform it's, people. It's crazy because back in the day, I used to always get UGK and Eight Ball and MJG mixed up. Yeah. I used to always get them mixed up because I it, both of these groups had two two guys in them, <laughs> and they both was kind of you know MJG UGK. Yeah. And I used to always get them mixed up. I don't know what MJG is. That his real name? M- MJG don't even got his own separate wiki page. It's just mm-hmm. eight ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if anybody knows what MJG stands for. Let us know, because I don't know. I'm guessing it's his acronyms of his name. I don't know, or maybe something else. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, they did a verse. We're gonna talk about that and more. But first, Jay Prince, tell people what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Back after our four-hour extravaganza, yeah, of breaking we down needed a break the, from that, man. <laughs> yeah, we we the deepest of deep dives into the Kendrick album. Sidebar: Have you gone back to listen to the Kendrick album since it? <laughs> I gotta be real, man. I have not went back to it. I don't know if it was just the breakdown, the the long breakdown we did, but I was kind of wore out from it, man. Where I'm like, you know what? You know, I haven't went back to it. I I have not went back to it. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think you were alone because number one, the uh, first week sales, and like I said, I don't know nothing about streams, so I don't know what's good or bad these days. I know Drake did six hundred K first week when he last dropped, but that's Drake, so we can't judge any everybody by Drake. But uh, Kendrick did J Cole numbers, man. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was 286 first week. Um, and this week, I think it's like 70 projected mm-hmm. or something like that, reportedly, supposedly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I don't think it's a it might be one of those albums that just is a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. And people look back and say that was a really good album that people didn't appreciate at the time. Yeah. But as far as his return to music. Like it, it underperformed sales wise. I think that's safe to say, yeah. especially after a five year layoff. But the the content and quality is up to you, of course. To yeah, if you want to take surprising. out, if you want to take out the the numbers, I think it's a quality album. You know what I mean, and I think I might have said this when we broke the album down. 
it it kind of resembles uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, where yeah. you know at that you know it's not a typical album that you know you go. It wasn't Damn, where you know you had your single on there. You you know you got the radio songs and all that stuff. But this one, I felt like we really got to wait a couple years. Because I didn't really care for to pimp the uh, butterfly at first. Yeah, I was just kind of like, "What the hell is this?" But I actually went back to it after we broke down that um, the you know his recent album, and I'm like, "Damn, this <laughs> this actually has some good shit on here." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Damn, I I appreciate that album a lot more than I did before." But maybe this one would be that because this was to you know this was kind this was totally different. It wasn't like damn. It'd be one thing if it was like damn, but this was totally different. So, I, it it was you know we could give our opinions on how the album sounded and the lyrics and all this other stuff, but as far as it being you know a public favorite, you know it's kind of hard to tell. And I couldn't really tell people that hey check this album out, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. You know some people might not like this, <laughs> and some people might love it. So it was it was kind of hard to really explain to people whenever somebody asked, you know, how, how you know, should I listen to the Kendrick album? Yeah, it kind of is, man. Um, you have to kind of know who he is. It, it, like, it's not a good introduction to Kendrick. Not at all. If you never really bumped him or listened to him or know what he's about. Like, it's a terrible jumping starting point to start listening to Kendrick. Yeah. You know? But as far as the replayability, like I don't, I have not gone back to the album since I bumped it, and I like the album. I thought it was a good album. Me too. But it's difficult to listen to even the songs I like production wise. Like, like I like Father Time a lot. The beat is hard to me, but it's hard to listen to that. Like it's too, the lyrics are just too deep for me yeah. to listen to casually, man. Talking about the issues with your dad, like I feel that I understand what he's saying, but it's hard to listen to that kind of song casually because, you know, it gets you a little emotional, man. So I think that's the biggest thing with this album, with that album. And I kind of wonder, part of me wonders if he did this experimental sounding album as a final, like F you to TDE and Mm. saying, Hey, you know, since things that this is it and my next album going to be the one chock full of hits, but I knew things were bad when I saw Eminem tweet about it. Did you see that random ass tweet? Yeah. Eminem don't tweet. I thought it wasn't even real, man. <laughs> Eminem does not tweet about any. He I didn't even think he had a Twitter promo. Yeah, he dog out of randomly Eminem the first week. Yeah, Eminem tweeted and said, "Yo, at Dr. Dre, this Kendrick album is incredible." And mm. then like every blog and news station picked it up and talked about it too. So that's clearly like a marketing thing by Interscope. To yeah. get the streams up because they were worried. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I think this album underperformed by their yeah. uh, projections and expectations. But like I said, I, we like the album, so check it out for yourself. But yeah, yeah I don't think it, it's it's not a uh it's not a radio friendly album, first of all. No, not at all. Not at all. And I think Kendrick, although I do think he's one of the biggest star uh, biggest rappers in the game right now. I don't think he's that big where he could just drop a Kanye type of album and just do numbers. You know, Kanye can pretty much fart on the album and people would, Mm -hmm. you know, they they would love it. So I I don't think he's at that point where he can do that, unfortunately. 
No, no, not yet. But uh, we'll see. I don't think this is going to be his last effort. And at first I was wondering if he was going to retire. But now I don't think he is, man. I think especially with him going on tour, I think he's going to come back with his own label. He's going to launch like his real project next (laughs) with all the radio hits we expect and all that stuff. And he's going to do it big, man. So we have not heard the last Kendrick Lamar. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Eminem, man, it's the 20th anniversary of the Eminem show. Do you feel? Yeah. (laughs) His last good album. Yeah. Do you feel 20 years ago? (laughs) Do I feel old? I mean, I I mean, it makes it. People ask that. But every time I think of something that happened 20 years ago, it feels like it happened 20 years ago. I want to say I was like still in high school or barely out when the Eminem show came out. I think yeah. I was actually still in high school. So I was at, yeah. yeah it makes sense, I don't even man. know if I was even in high school. I was in middle school. And when did Eminem show come out? Oh, two thousand. Wait, was it? wasn't two thousand two. It couldn't be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in middle really? school. Yeah. I was in sophomore. I dog. I thought. Oh wow! I didn't know it was two thousand two. I thought it was like two thousand five ish. Mm. Yeah, I was like in sophomore year in high school, man. I was like brand new in high school. Damn, yeah. So I might have been like in seventh grade, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and uh, seven yeah. to eighth grade, and yeah, I, I, to be so my brother in law, you know, had this album, and this was back in the day where you could actually, uh, you know, burn a CD for somebody, mm-hmm. and he had a CD burner on his computer. So that's how I got the uh that album. Because you know, I was young, I I ain't had no damn money and my mom wasn't about to buy me no albums and nothing like that. So he burnt me the Eminem CD. I think I still have it in Cleveland because I got like an old I got a whole bunch of old CDs. I think I still have it. But it it, it seemed crazy that it was 20 years ago because yeah. I'm you know, you used to seeing the oh, Tupac all eyes on me 20 year anniversary or Get ready to die 20 year. You, you know, you kind of see that stuff. But yeah. but the Eminem show, <laughs> I expected that from like his first album or something like that. But mm-hmm. the Eminem show, it seemed like it seemed like that was at least a good 10 to 15 years ago. I would say 15 years ago. The 20 kind of threw me off a little bit where I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he uh, he is doing a like a special edition 20 year anniversary edition of the album. I'm sure he's just yeah. going to put on some he, couple new songs and instrumentals has, or whatever. Yeah, it's actually out now. Yeah, it yeah. came out I want to say last night or this yeah. week at some point. Yeah. Um but he did the same thing for Slim Shady LP. I thought it was interesting he skipped Marshall Mathers LP. Mm. Um cuz that was like his biggest album ever. I yeah. want to say that's but I think I, it's because that was like yeah. way more controversial and he don't want to deal with that oh, yeah. discourse in 2022. Yeah, the Kim song so, going there, I want to say. Was that no, the one that, with the- Not only that, that was like his most homophobic, if you yeah. want to call it that. Yeah. Like he, they, even back then, people think the cancel culture shit is new. Dog, he was getting protested at every show by the LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like they were every arena, they were protesting. It was a big like it was. Yeah. That's why he brought out Elton John. That's why he had to fucking kiss <laughs> Elton John <laughs> yeah, on stage. He brought out Elton John. He like they killing me, Elton. You got to come help me, dog. But yeah, he went in, man. He yeah. says a lot of f slurs and a lot, a lot of that going on in that album. So yeah, it was smart for him to skip that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty smart. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny though. He just skipped that one completely. But I understand it. I understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um 
So with that, with that said, man, let's get into some new releases. Oh, first off, man, how you been, dog? I know it's been a busy week. I know it's been a jam-packed show on In the Loop. Y'all got a lot of things y'all been talking about getting after this draft done happened. OTAs, training camp coming up. Mm-hmm. How you been, dog? Are they running you ragged yet? You still got some energy, dog. Uh, I still got a little energy, man. I'm sipping on another right. another cup of coffee. Uh, I go. haven't left yet. I went, I went and got some food, but I've been here the whole day. <laughs> so, um... Everything's still going okay, man. Um, just working hard, trying to, you know, trying to hustle, man. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Um, oh, yeah, good get on the interview, too, man. Y'all check out that, uh, uh, what was it, Ash Ash Barnes, wasn't it? Yep, Ash Barnes. Ash yeah, Barnes. Ash check out our interview with him. 713 Motory. Yes. Yeah. Check out our interview with him. That was a good interview. Talked a lot about Houston car culture, music, sports, everything. Great interview, man. That guy's pretty interesting and entertaining. So make sure y'all check him out and check out that interview, man. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, without further ado, let's talk about some new releases, man. Let's talk about some things that came out this week, last week that we ain't talked about yet. A lot of drama and whatnot, and we're gonna cover it all. We will start off with this new Kanye West song with XXX Tentacion. Um, it is a song, I think, promoting the documentary that is coming out either this week or it might already be out. I'm not sure. I think it's coming out like this weekend or at some point soon. Um, there's XXX Tentacion documentary called Look At Me. It's going to be on Hulu. Apparently, it's really good. I've mm. seen some really good reviews about it. Um, I saw the trailer and it looks good. I'm and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check sure. it out, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh there is a song. Um, apparently, XXX uh, always talked about wanting to work with Kanye. And so they finally did a song together. Well, posthumously. But yeah. well, it was really more like Kanye did a song and they put some old X vocals on it. Yeah. But um, it's still it's still a song. Nonetheless, it's called True Love. Um, the lyrics are mainly, you know, it's X on the hook. And then you got Kanye kind of going in about his family situation again, talking about his kids and, you know, kind of wondering about them, wondering if they're safe. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of subs, I guess, sent at Kim Kardashian without saying her name, but it's just kind of Kanye venting about his own deteriorating family situation right now, man. Yeah. So Figgy, what were your thoughts about this uh, song? Did you like it? Yeah, so um, remember back during the Donda 2 run where he was doing the concerts and all that shit? This yeah. was one of the songs. I, I want to say this might have been um, the first song he played. He performed, He actually performed this song at the uh, the concert. So uh, I heard it before. I didn't realize it was uh, X on the, on the hook. But, uh, yeah, when this song came out, I was kind of surprised because I thought it was something for Donda 2. And um, so it kind of made me think, like, damn, is Donda 2 dropping soon? Because We were just talking about that album last time. But uh, I actually like the song. I have no problem with it. I'm not – I don't feel like it's the best song ever or nothing like that, but I thought it's a cool song to, you know, to kind of throw in. Um I'm not saying it should be a single or anything. It, it makes sense if this is uh, dropping, you know, with the documentary for X. But uh, I had no problem with the song. And um, I, can, I actually like Kanye's verse on here. 
I thought it I thought it fit well with everything. So I I had no issues with it. Yeah, and I double checked the movie is actually out now on streaming on Hulu. So mm-hmm. check it out. Um it's already up. And yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that this weekend. That and that Obi-Wan show at some point probably too. So um yeah, the song was okay to me. Um, number one, I'm getting tired of the Kanye West uh runaway drums. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you obviously this was the same drums he used mm-hmm. on Runaway. Yeah. I feel like he's been getting like a 20-year run out of these drums, <laughs> man. Like Kanye, you're supposed to be a musical genius. We, we need some more drums, man. Now I'm I'm getting sick of those. Like they sound good, but it's like every time I hear it, I think of runaway, man. Yeah. I can't get that song out of my head when I hear them drums. So um <laughs> The song was okay. I mean, I expected more of this kind of collaboration, but then again, they never did officially work together. So there's that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. But um, yeah, there's no X verse on it. It's kind of just a hook. And yeah. Kanye, and I'll say this, man. I'm getting a little sick of Kanye's what happened this week versus in his songs, dog. <laughs> like, can you please make music that will age well yeah again like everything he's done recently is about what's going on in his life at this minute yeah his divorce pete davidson his kids it's like and i understand you want to vent and you're gonna use art like music to do that yeah. but this song ain't really supposed to be about you i believe it's supposed to be about Tentacion, and you kind of hijacked it to make it about yourself mm. you know you could have just rapped about some heal the world peace love some, something like that like some positive could have been generic exactly. just super generic yeah exactly but it has to be like what's going on right now and you have to name your kids in it too and yeah. it's like man I don't that, know that's the tough thing about Kanye man because I still like his music, but it's hard because he talk about stuff that he's actually going through, and I'm I don't fault him for that. But yeah, I feel like it get the the music get the wrong attention because you got people that's trying to see, trying to be nosy and trying to see what's going on, just checking in on the song type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like it's songs that get picked up by TMZ. Yes, it's like it's TMZ like, is listening to it. So they can have a full blown segment about it, mm-hmm. and this is like, damn, like that's that's what this music is turning into now. <laughs> it really is, man. And even when he talked about his things he was going through, it wasn't as on the nose. Like when he broke up with Amber Rose and made a whole album about that, <laughs> he didn't mention Amber in yeah. it. Like so, you can kind of relate anybody who's been through a bad breakup. And, and had those feelings could relate to eight ways and heartbreaks, man. Yeah. But when he's specifically talking about Skeet Davidson and yeah. Chicago and Kim and my kids and North, it's like, okay, man, it, this is clearly just about you getting shit off your chest. And it's not really music for the people, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's just Kanye. And that's what's who Kanye is right now. So yeah. Yeah. It you is just, what it you is. You just got to roll with it, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he and honestly, I don't think he'd give a damn about what the people think or <laughs> making stuff for the people. He just yeah. out there, you know, all for himself. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some man. people might some people might appreciate that that you know, an artist can 
just vent on a song and that's what art is and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But shit, I, I I was gonna say in a year from now, how is that gonna sound? But what about in a uh, in a couple weeks? Yeah, like how do the whole Pete Davidson shit sound now, man? Mm-hmm. It it just like who cares at this point? How does that video look with yeah. his head as a mannequin, man? Like, come on, dog. Yeah, and then even I mean, you can even go back to the Pablo album. Like, first of all, Life of Pablo is. Mm-hmm. That name is kind of random as hell. And it's like, damn, clearly he was watching Narcos and was a fan mm-hmm. of Narcos. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole Taylor Swift shit is kind of like. <laughs> I, I always thought Pop, that was a, um, he was talking about Picasso. Really? On that. Yeah, Pablo Picasso. Because he did, I don't think he was trying to say he felt like a drug dealer, but maybe it was a double entendre. But I always felt the life of Pablo was supposed to be like Pablo Picasso. But yeah, maybe I, 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 be yeah. I, I know, know around that time that's when Narcos was on going crazy. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking like, damn, like maybe he was watching. Yeah, I, I just didn't understand it. <laughs> he he could have meant both, but I, I'm sure he sees himself as Pablo Picasso in his art and his shoes mm-hmm. and all that shit. So that's what I took it as. But he it, it could be a double entendre thing. Who knows with yeah. Kanye. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, I thought the song was all right. Could have been better, but it is what it is. It's what Kanye is now. Yeah. Moving on. Um, you say Zero got a new song? I ain't hear this one. It, it yet. actually has a new album. Oh, word. It was of an, course. It was like, a, Zero always dropped. Yeah, it's a new sense. album. I didn't get through it all, but um, I would say this is a very OG type of album. Of course. And, and what I mean by OG type of album is. Kind of throwing shots at the at the younger generation a little bit. Uh-oh. I, I, yeah, Uh-oh. It, it, not nah, it wasn't bad, but it was. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but the whole I ain't rocking no skinny jeans, or I ain't got no rainbow hair. Yeah, I ain't I ain't, I ain't rocking people. no handbag, or you know no, that no. that type of thing. So you know, look, I I don't have a problem with it. It's, it's clearly an audience out there because there's still some OGs who like, I ain't rocking no tight pants or I ain't doing this or I ain't, you know, you know, that type of talk. So the first couple tracks was kind of like that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the OG rap a little bit that, you know, niggas getting soft out here <laughs> type of rap. Yeah. And I'm staying the same, you know, I ain't, I ain't changing. So, You'll probably get some of that on there. Yeah, I mean, Zero, like, I think Zero's kind of trapped by its image in a way because I'm sure part of him probably wants to explore more. But look, he has a hardcore fan base that wants what they expect when they hear, when they get a Zero album. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people still listen to Zero, dog. Don't don't yeah. believe just because you don't hear him on the radio or nothing. He's still got a loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. Who don't listen to and he drops a lot of albums. Yeah. I know people who listen to every single one. And when you gotta satisfy that kind of fan base, man, you can't be branching out. You can't be making R and B crossover tracks and shit. You can't be doing songs with Drake. Like, mm-hmm. nah, dog. You gotta you gotta stick to what you know and cause that's what your fan base expects out of you. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah. Man, but yeah, Zero just Zero dropped like five albums a year, man. It seemed like <laughs> <laughs> he's always dropping something. He's always consistent with it. So I respect yeah. that. Yeah. And um, this album is called Pressure. 
So it's it's mainly him on the on the album. No fe- he had uh one feature and I'm not familiar with this person. Lolita uh Monroe Monroe Monroe. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like the way she spelled Monroe. It's like uh Mon M O N and Roe like the Cajun way. <laughs> so R E A U X. Oh, okay. So Lolita Monroe. Uh, I like that, but that was the only feature he had on the album, so if you uh, zero fan, check it out. Yeah, one deep, like he always say, man. He don't collab with nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to, and then look what happened to that. So, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. A.B.N. <laughs> um, and speaking of R.I.P., we might just say R.I.P. to the Migos, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> because uh, allegedly, supposedly, the Migos have maybe broken up. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, people did some investigating and digging. They found that Offset unfollowed Migos and Quavo and Takeoff. And there seems to be something going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, they're going to come back as the enemigos. <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe. I don't know what they're going to do. They come. Yeah. What's the Spanish the- word for enemy? Is that enemigos? I don't think oh, that's I don't what. Know. What's the Spanish word for enemy? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look at it. Enem- <laughs> oh, it is Enemigos. Really? <laughs> so Migos is friend and Enemigos is enemy. That's Damn. a dog. That's and hilarious. That's man. funny. I took yeah. Spanish for four years. I didn't know that. Man, yeah. Don't ask me that's about Spanish. But the Enemigos is yeah. funny. Yeah. So um Quavo and um and Takeoff, they dropped a song. Yes, so, but now they're go they're going by Unk and Few. Yeah, I'm not Which, sure what that is. I'm not sure if that's a um like they need to stop. Like remember when uh they tried to make Huncho Jack a thing with oh, Quavo yeah, yeah, and Travis yeah. Scott? Like yeah. y- y'all y'all are Quavo and Takeoff, okay? Do not try <laughs> to make a new group and call yourselves Unk and Few. Yeah. Like you are Quavo and Takeoff, man. Don't be trying to fucking play people. <laughs> uh but Dog, I like this song a lot, man. Hotel me Lobby. Too. Me too. Me too. I thought this song sounded great. Yeah. At first, I was caught about the whole Migos breaking up thing. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize they put this song out until later. Mm. But I actually bumped the song. Dog, this song is crazy, man. Honestly, yeah. I think this song sounds like better than anything on Culture 3. I would agree by, with that, by man. a good amount, man. I would agree with that. And I actually like, I know you wasn't a fan of that album. I actually like that album. And I'm a I'm a big fan of this song. I felt like uh, Takeoff set the song off. It could have just been him. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, he need to he need to kick off more songs with Migos mm-hmm. if they ever get back together and all that shit. But yeah, it, that, this song is hard. Nah, it's really good, man. The beat's great. The video was cool too. They did a whole uh, thing of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They did kind of like their own version of that. Where they're acting out scenes in the movie. I thought that was cool. Like, look, this is their most creative thing they've done in a while, man. Yeah. So, no, if this is what it means for the Migos breaking up, like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Shit, they've been together for what, 10, 15 years now, man? Shit, like, they related. Look, they can branch out. <laughs> they related. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't think they, 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 they gonna, they gonna work things out. Yeah. They yeah. I was gonna ask you on a scale of one to 10, how concerned are you with, this whole breakup thing do you think is really that deep or i'll give it a five because people are 
are speculating that this might be a PR move. And I don't think it's that because yeah. I don't think that Migos are the types of people to do something like this for PR. Yeah. They, they, they've never done a stunt for anything they've ever done, man. Like yeah. they're like the most laid back ass. Yeah. We're just who we are. We and we some real dudes. But like even the Joe Budden thing wasn't for that. They were really about to fight him, man. Yeah. Like that was some real shit that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think they're the types of people to do something for promo or do something for clout. Um, and look, when we all rap groups break up eventually, man. Yeah. Like, think about it. And every rap group has broken up at one point. Mm-hmm. that we've ever had so yeah. it was only a matter of time before they have some irreconcilable differences but i do think they'll work things out so i'll give it a, yeah. i'll give it a five yeah I, I agree with you um they probably had some type of difference where because to me it seemed like it seemed like they might have you know maybe quavo and um takeoff had you know this song this rollout type thing and maybe Offset didn't really wasn't really with it. Maybe he had a difference on something. And they said, hey, let's we gonna do our thing. Let's do our thing then type deal. Because once this news came out, it was around the same time the song dropped. So it's just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like uh they said offset unfollowed Migos and all this other shit. Cardi B unfollowed them too. Mm-hmm. And then the song dropped with <laughs> the other two they unfollowed. So it's like, damn, maybe did they have a project or something in the works and, you know, left Offset off or or I'm not sure what it was. Or maybe Offset isn't in the music thing right now because, you know, he got, you know, he got a family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure if it's anything like that, but um, I I don't see it being a, a long term thing. I think eventually no. they they're going to get back together. But. It was kind of eyebrow razor, um, seeing Offset promoting that he got a new song coming, or he was teasing some new music. So it's like clearly they had some type of difference because mm-hmm. <laughs> because the other two dropped a song together, a video, and it went crazy, and Offset teasing some new music. So it's like, like so y'all just putting out this music at the same damn time, right? <laughs> so clearly it's kind of like when it, uh you and the girl break up. And both of y'all just on social media wilding a little bit. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all posting the most sexiest pictures, <laughs> trying yep. to get attention. So it seemed like it's maybe it was some type of uh, difference in opinion or something where they decided that you know we're gonna do our thing and I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah, it could be just creative differences, man. Like maybe they wanted the song to sound or their project to come out this way and do this, and he didn't want that or something. And yeah. You want to take some time off, and they didn't. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But um, the ball gonna keep rolling. And like I said, I like this unconfused song. I refuse to call them that, by the way. <laughs> nah. Quavo and Takeoff. Honestly, but, I would oh. still call them damn Migos. <laughs> it's yeah. two out the three. <laughs> this ain't the first time two out the three was on a song. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't call it. Uh, we ain't call it Offset and Quavo <laughs> with Bad yeah. and Bougie. It's, it's one Migo Offset. Offset album is gonna be called the Migo album. And the Quavo on takeoff is gonna be the partially Migos or the half Migos, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And the Migo. 
the enemigos, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I refuse to call him that. But no, the song is really good. I, was, I if you ain't heard it yet, check it out. Watch the video. The video's cool and entertaining. So mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Yeah, good effort. Like I said, I liked it a whole lot better than anything on Culture Three. So maybe this will be best for them creatively. Yeah, to just do their own thing for a while, and we'll see how it sounds. But I like the song a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh oh, Jim Jones and Mano. Yeah. The crustiest ass rappers is, we got. Hey, we're we gonna, t- we gonna take it back to 06, y'all. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently. Uh you, you put this on here, Doc. Jim Jones and yeah. Mano got a, a album or what is it? It's an album, man. Album? It's an album. Okay. So they uh we talking about the Onk and whatever amigos calling themselves now. They Jim Jones and Mano are calling themselves the Lobby Boys. They going by that group, the uh, the Lobby oh, no. Boys. So if you search it in the Spotify, is under the Lobby Boys. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, does this? What does it sound like, man? Like, is it? it <laughs> I, I it, would say Mano is the one rapper who's gotten most out of one semi-hot song than I ever have heard anybody. Yeah. yeah. Think about it, dog. I only know one song by Mayno. <laughs> it's his biggest song, dog. But he always seems to be around. Now, which like song he, are you talking about? Talking about High Hater. Okay, okay. I'm going to send Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the only song I know by uh, no, I didn't Mano, like that. because of the remix. I didn't even like that song. <laughs> yeah, that song was cheesy as hell. Man. <laughs> I like the remix of back in the day. I, I haven't listened to it lately. <laughs> yeah, David says it's amazing. Both these guys are still alive and speaking to each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, they seem like the types who would beef with each other, actually. But I mm. guess they cool. It, they're called the Lobby Boys. Uh, I guess they in the lobby because they got kicked out the Gucci store because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Gucci store wouldn't yeah. give them any amenities and yeah. water. Yeah, I'm guessing they probably um, they probably hustle in the lobby or something. It's probably something like that. We'd be in the lobby hustling or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it means something. David says high hater is crazy because three dudes have great verses on a remix and none of them are Mayno. Yeah, Mayno had the worst verse, kind of like uh the Craig Mack effect. You know, think yeah. about a uh, uh flavor in your ear. That was a Craig Mack song. Yeah. And Craig Mack had the worst verse on it. Yeah. Even L O Cool J's nonsense electrocuted Barracuda shit was better than Craig Mack. <laughs> who hilariously said you won't be around next year and then he wasn't around next year yeah. but i digress <laughs> uh yeah but so I, did you I actually hear this album man? i listened to some of it and i will say it you know they 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 definitely using some beats in 2022 so it's it's a lot of stuff that sound like um you know it's it's a good quality album but uh, it's a couple joints on there they remade where I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> and um, it's some shit on there that got that drill sound, that New York drill sound. So um, look, I look, I'm a, I'm gonna say I don't want to give it a qualify because I ain't listened to the whole thing, but um, just knowing their history and you know how old they are, it sound clean. Like if you if you didn't have a name to this. And you throw it some random guys, you'll be like, okay, this sound cool. But I was never a Mano fan at all. I, I never liked Mano. And I felt like I felt like New York just bid them up so much. Where it's like, like, who is this guy, man? I like, I don't look, 
he got a lot of respect in the streets. I'm not trying to question none of that. I'm just talking strictly music. And, you know, I, I wasn't in Houston for a long time. I don't know how y'all felt about Mayno down here or y'all just didn't yeah, give a damn. Type of way about Mayno, man. It just didn't, right just didn't yeah. give a damn. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I never really cared for him. Jim Jones, um, you know, I, I'm I'm going to always be a Jim Jones fan, man. I, I was Dipset fan, of course. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, and this is weird because – we in hip hop is is usually like the older you get, the worse you get. Mm-hmm. But Jim Jones, he actually got better with his raps. He actually rapped better. He started off terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's the reason why. No, exactly. But some people, you know, don't you know don't get better with age, and he's actually a better <laughs> lyricist than he was before. So you know, I always enjoy hearing Jim Jones, but. Um, this album is okay. I don't know if I ever, you know, go back to it or anything like that. I'm gonna finish it, but it's just it seemed like it's 20 years too late, man. <laughs> it, it, this is like to me, this is like um Tina Turner and, and Madonna deciding to make a song <laughs> uh, album together. Now, I mean, it's just like yeah. I, it's just kind of like, damn, <laughs> like why are y'all making an album now? It just, you know, it's just kind of random. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is, man. Uh, dog, I'm still thinking about the High Hater remix because I remember <laughs> it had like the only fabulous bar I really remember committed to memory. He said, "I'm so in why like the folks that made PlayStation." <laughs> I remember people went crazy for that line. <laughs> And that's like the most fabulous of all bars. Yes. <laughs> I'm so NY. Oh, did you get it? Because Sony, so NY. Like, yeah. yes, I get it, nigga. Like the whole, <laughs> that, the most annoying verses I've heard people act like they were brilliant was that in real G's moving silence like lasagna. Yeah. Dog, <laughs> if I had a quarter for every time a nigga told me that was the coldest line ever. Now, I got to, I, I can't lie, man. That line did take everybody by storm because Dog, it was a movement in itself yeah <laughs> yeah like when you think about that you don't really you know it's, it seems like it don't make sense but you know when you think about it, it's like oh shit like how the fuck did he come up with that and that's and we talked about this on the show before how people make the simplest lines or the simplest flow and it's just like, what? Like, why the fuck? I ain't think of that. <laughs> like, it's so fucking simple and plain, but he made it sound so cool. That was that was when that era started with the real yeah. G's moving silence like lasagna. And then he, you know, he came back with some other shit, leave you dead in the living room. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dead, dead in the living room. I, I'm fly like I'm, I got paper like loose leaf, like shit like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that kicked off the terrible punchline <laughs> era of Wayne. Now we finally got it past. Now I think, yeah, but yeah, that was a bad era. <laughs> uh, David, you said he made that into a single. What? Fabulous? Did he make um? Did he make a PlayStation song about mm. being so in wild like the folks that made PlayStation? Are you talking about uh, Lil Wayne? <laughs> but yeah, mm. interesting. This funny, funny times in rap, man. Remembering shit like that about random bars that people went crazy over at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking back like uh, it really wasn't that great, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, oh, yeah, we got to shout this out too, man. 
friend of the show. Uh, oh, David says uh, Fab has a single called So NY that samples himself. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I got to yeah. check that out. I'm sure it's horrible. You sound like a Fab but, fan, man. <laughs> yeah, David, are you a Fab? Are you uh, undercover Fab he fan? Might, yeah. now, is he from New York? <laughs> David is from Atlanta, but he moved to, I want to say, the Oakland area. I know he's okay. a fucking Golden State Warriors fan, <laughs> which I have beef over. Uh, uh, congratulations, he, man. <laughs> yeah. I know he moved to the Bay Area a few, about 10 years ago. Uh, David says, I'm a reforming Fab fan. I just like clever writing. I'm too old for that now, though. Yeah. I mean, what we call fabulous clever writing, I, I, I guess to an extent. I, I, I will, dur- during that time, yes. Because during the 2000s, that's when the shit the shit really mattered, man, where, you know, yeah. like you ain't even had to have real content in, in your verse. As long as you could just punchline at the punchline at the punchline and you can, you could be the man. <laughs> now people don't really care about that shit now, but, but back in that time, yeah, people was put fab up there as like one of the best out there <laughs> as far as his, um, his ability. I was just never really a fan like that. Like he had some songs I liked, but as far as like lyrical brilliance, I just wouldn't rank him up there. But I mean, I liked him better when he was that before he started just talking about designer all the time and yeah. fashion. He became like a fashion rapper I, after a while. Yeah, I hated. That. I think once um, throwing in the bag came out. Yeah, that that's, era. That's when it kind of switched. Yeah, then he, you know, he's hopping on a lot of R and B uh, songs and. That's where it kind of became, uh, I don't want to call them soft, but it became kinda a little corny, more radio. Yeah, yeah more radio, radio friendly. friendly. Yeah. Cool J yeah. Lady going for ladies and all that. Yeah, I, yeah, it is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, And we got a shout out, friend of the show, dropped a new single finally. Last time we had him on, we asked him when the new music was coming. He wouldn't give us a concrete date, but he said soon. Mm-hmm. And now he has finally come back. That man, Jack Freeman, has dropped a new single called You Should Be Here. Got the video up on YouTube right now. Came out on Thursday. So, yeah, y'all go ahead, check it out, man. It's a good song. Of course, you know you could expect the best in R&B from Jack Freeman, our good friend. And it's a dope song, man. I like it a lot. Glad to see he's back. Um, Excited to see what else he got cooking up in store. Um, definitely want to get him on for, for this album rollout whenever that is. I don't know when the album's dropping or if the album's dropping soon, but we'll definitely have to tap in with him. In the meantime, make sure y'all check that out, man. It's a good song, good video, just solid stuff. Like I, I look, I don't write a whole lot of R and B these days. I think the genre in particular has fallen the fuck off, and I don't like many much R and B at all. But I do like Jack Freeman. He's got yeah. that old school sound to him, man, and it's a good song. So make sure y'all check it out. Yeah, I just purchased it on iTunes. Yeah, I, I, I use support ours. Yeah, I usually do this with a lot of local artists, a lot mm-hmm. of um, people we are actually good with. I try to support them as much as I can. So the least yeah. I could do is just pay one twenty nine for your your single. Yep. I do the same thing for uh, Leroy and everything, man. Yeah, we got to support our own, man. So, yeah, go ahead. Buy that single. Replay the hell out of it. And, yeah, good for Jack Freeman getting back on uh, the music tip, man. So looking forward to what he got in store soon, music-wise. Now, without further ado, it is time to 
talk about some topics and break down a long-awaited versus matchup <laughs> that uh i will say it happened <laughs> like i'm gonna try to be positive man because look at the end yeah. of the day these guys are legends yeah and they definitely built a foundation that the south is sitting on right now yeah you know so i, I will say that much these guys are legend no matter what happened these guys were already established and there's nothing they could do to to even you know impede that at all uh, but they did have a versus matchup, a sudden out of nowhere matchup announced the same yeah. week it happened. Yeah, we found out what Tuesday. <laughs> I seen the yeah. tweet Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, okay, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And I thought about it like, damn, that's coming up this Thursday. Yes. I'm like, oh shit. Because, you know, I thought it was like a week away. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, wait a minute. Damn, that's in a couple days. So. <laughs> Like, damn. Very strange that there was no build up to it, you know. Yeah. And this is a match that had been talked about for I want to say since time. it started, yeah. You know, back in 2020, people were saying UGK and A Ball MJG, yeah. And they would talk about it, they would say it's in the works, but we never got it. We did finally get it, and that's one thing I don't like about the versus thing right now. Like, they have the calendar of all the dates, but they have them all blurred out. Yeah, what, so we don't yeah. know what's happening when, and I assume they only do that so because stuff the, is not set in stone. Yet. Yeah, it's not finalized, so they don't want to say something and then have it canceled. Yeah. And if, if somebody backs out last minute, they can say, "Hey, let's do this matchup instead." Yeah. So maybe that's what happened here. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to be something else at first, and then people backed out and they said, "No, nah, last minute, a bomb, JG, UGK, let's do it." Mm-hmm. So. Um, it did happen. It was at Atlanta, um, which I don't know about that choice because the crowd was notably dead. Yeah. Um, dead to the point that Bun B kept trying to bring him back to life. Yeah. He was getting a little agitated. You could tell he was getting a little pissed with the dead crowd. Um, but it, it did happen. They went song for song, and yeah, not many guest hosts or guests came out i know uh taylor or tila and jazzy faye tila, came out for show yeah. enough tila jazzy faye came out uh Lil kiki came Lil out kiki young dro <laughs> which, oh yeah i forgot young dro did come out i'm like wait yeah. a minute is that young dro and then once, uh, he, once i heard him say yeah. polo all, all my i'm like oh yeah that's it <laughs> yeah it did uh big boy came out yeah, oh, I mean, I didn't even see that part. Yeah, that can't, that was at that the long, end, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that was at the end. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's cool yeah. that he came out, man. But, um, so yeah, kind of limited in the guests, you know. But then again, this is kind of last minute, so maybe that's the reason why. Um, but yeah, it did happen. And Figgy, what were your thoughts about? I know you watched the whole thing. I will admit, I didn't make it through the whole thing, man. <laughs> I watched the replay today and. I got pretty deep into it and I was like, okay, I've seen enough. Yeah. I get it. I've seen all the hits be played now. Um, but you saw the whole thing, man. So what were your thoughts about it? Um, I was a little bit irritated for the simple fact that number one is in Atlanta, which was ironic because Pimp C was going in on Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta ain't the South, yeah. Eastern it's Standard East, Time. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> He said, what time is it when I hop off the jet in Atlanta? The radio host was like, what time? Whatever you want want it to be. 
It's Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was ironic that they decided to have this in Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like, damn, did the is the crowd there? Do they remember that? <laughs> remember that, that little radio interview? So yeah, that's why they we're gonna be here and just mean mug the whole time. Yeah, you know what said about Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I thought. So um, you know, Bun B, uh, A Ball, MJG came out. Um, I like that they didn't waste no time. It was no long ass DJ and verses coming out soon, Mason, all that shit. They got right to the shit to the point I was almost late to it. I I logged in around maybe a minute or two after the hour, and they were walking on the stage. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know, I thought this this is like when you go to a movie and you think, oh, I got time to previews, blah, blah, blah. And the fucking movie starting, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, damn, it's starting already? I thought I was going to get the previews. So that happened. And uh, Bun B is trying to hype this crowd up. He's like, come on, y'all. We in the South. We in the South. And you hear mm-hmm. a, a light applause. I'm just like, damn. Like, we, like, damn, the crowd acting like they just announced Randy Watson was coming to the stage or something, man. <laughs> like, look at the crowd, man. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you would have thought Randy Watson was, <laughs> we trying to mm-hmm. hype up Randy Watson. That boy good. Yeah, come on, y'all. Terrible. Randy Watson, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they they performed, they going back and forth. It was a little awkward at first. It seemed like they was having some technical difficulties. So, I'm th- so at this point, I'm like, man, th- this had to be, they must have came to an agreement this week. They must have got a call this week and said, hey, y'all want to do that versus? And they put it all together then. But Bun B mentioned throughout the show that, hey, you know, we we worked on this five days. We we was getting this shit together for five days. I'm like, damn. So, yeah, it sound like this? Damn. Yeah. He made, and I ain't talking about, like, all the paperwork and stuff. He's, he made it seem like they were, like, performing and, you know, getting the show ready for five days. So I'm like, damn. Like, okay. But um, they performed. I, I thought the songs were... At, at first, I wasn't on board with these two going together because I thought it was... I didn't think M, uh, A-Ball and MJG had 20 songs that will, you know, go against UGK 20 songs. But um, I think sonically and musically, I think they were both good, man. If you close your eyes and just listen to the music or go through this playlist... You like, damn, this this is actually a good playlist. Especially on some underground type shit. So, um, I enjoyed the music part of it, but the crowd was just uh it was a Debbie Downer, man. It was kind of embarrassing. To the point I'm like, damn, they should have they should have had this in Houston. And I know it's Bun B, and you know, Bun B is a uh, you know, they H Town. And you know, Pimp C is H Town, but I think Eight Ball and MJG would have been just as good in Houston because uh, it's a lot of people here that like them a little more than UGK. I know UGK is the more popular, and it's weird calling the under underground kings more commercial. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they more they more the commercialized under, underground group, but um. I think it. I think the crowd would have been a little more hype. I ain't sitting there saying people would have been, you know, jumping on the stage and shit like that. But it would have been. It definitely would have been more of an appreciation for these two groups. 
And unfortunately, you know, you know, Pimp C felt like Atlanta ain't the South. He, you know, that's Eastern Standard Time. But um, I just think Atlanta don't really appreciate UGK and Eight Ball and MJG like Tennessee and and Texas do. So it was unfortunate, and not to mention them, the people in the crowd got to look old. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. They was just tired. They was ready to go to bed. They was aching a little bit. But a lot of that had something to do with it. I think if 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 it was in Houston and you had that rodeo crowd, I think it would have mm-hmm. been a really good. I think it would have been really good. The, to me, the comment section was shaking more than the actual mm-hmm. game. Oh yeah, definitely. The comments, people was it, it was nothing but love. I seen a couple people saying this shit whack. I'm out type thing, but. Mm-hmm. No, this was it was really it was really good, but I wasn't a fan of the uh, of the crowd at all. As far as the guests, I was a little disappointed because I know um, Bun B got a lot of friends. Obviously, mm-hmm. he he had them all at the rodeo, and you know he got a lot of relationships. So I I kind of expected him to bring on more guests. I thought he would have had more of a guest list on there, but he really didn't. And so that to me, that was I was a little disappointed at that. However, I was happy that he didn't perform the super commercial shit. I thought he was gonna perform yeah. like the Webby verse on Gimme That and you know a lot of the you know commercial songs he got solo. But I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad he st- stuck to the UGK shit. And you know, he kind of gave Pimp C his shit too, instead of just it being, you know, turned into a Bun B show because we seen with the Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Three Six Mafia verses where, you know, you start getting a lot of Juicy J shit, <laughs> solo mm-hmm. shit. And it's kind of like, like mother- we don't want to hear no fucking Katy Perry. We don't want <laughs> to hear the, the Every Day featuring Wiz Khalifa. Like, yep. it, like Three Six Mafia got a lot of shit in the, in the, <laughs> in the vote that they could pull from. But uh, I'm kind of glad he stuck to the, you know, the UGK shit. Um, but overall, man, I think, you know, I kind of, when it comes to these verses now and depending on who it is, I grade on the curve, man. I'm not sitting there saying, hey, you know, you know, I'm not putting it up there with, you know, Dipset versus Lots or, you know, all the other legendary ones. I kind of... You know, it's good to see them all on stage and all good and all this other shit. So I kind of grade on the curve a little bit, but I would be lying to you if I sat here and said that was the best verses ever. But, you know, just kind of grading the situation and the location, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did the best they could do. So um, maybe, you know, the versus team didn't really give a shit about this one. So they just threw it in Atlanta and they ain't really think too much into it. I felt like they put way I felt I felt like they put more into like the E40 and two short verses. They obviously put a lot into the dip set versus the locks. And, you know, they had some other ones they put a lot into. But this one seems super rushed. It seems super last minute. And they just say, hey, you know, let's get y'all, you know, do y'all thing. We ain't even gonna focus on, you know, too many guests. So, um, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it personally, just seeing these two groups, but, um, I wouldn't sit here and say it's the best versus. Yeah, man, I agree. 
um, pretty much. I feel like this would be a great versus to have earlier in the verses back when they were still the, the pandemic versus basically, you know, they're, I don't want to say they need to be at home, but maybe like the Snoop Dogg DMX, or like you said, too short knee 40, where they're just in a studio somewhere or some yeah. at some location. Yeah, it's not like a crowd back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And it don't have the awkward time of trying to hype up a dead crowd. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if they're going to have it in front of a crowd, that must be mean there's going to be a whole lot of dope guests coming through. And yeah. there wasn't even that, yeah. which brings the point, like, why was it in front of a crowd in the first place? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought it was a extremely long shot, but I thought it would have been really cool if Drake came out for Bum B just to bring that full circle. Because you remember Bum B brought out Drake when Drake was a nobody, you mm-hmm. know, barely anybody even heard of Drake. But yeah. I would say it was like back in like what? Oh, eight, oh, nine, early oh, yeah. nine. And Bun brought Drake out at Warehouse Live. And it would have been cool to have like Drake, who's now many times surpassed Bun and you know fame, to come back and pay back the favor yeah. by coming out for Bun B shit. But yeah, that was a huge long shot. I didn't expect it to happen, yeah. but it would have been cool if it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the verses, man, like the song selection was good. I was impressed, like you said, Bun kept it. Uh, UGK the whole time he went in the vault for some things I didn't think I didn't think he was going to play anything off a of super tight really like that mm. the fact that he went with uh, Return of the Trill and 316s mm-hmm. like that that was crazy man so yeah. I did like the selection he picked the 8-ball stuff like look man I'll admit I went through a phase where I was like kind of into 8-ball MJG but their music never really hit like that for me personally yeah. You know, I like, you know, Space Age Pimpin', of course, classic song, show enough, things like that. I liked a lot forever. Good song. Um, no drama, classic. Chameleon Air <laughs> actually killed that shit on Mixtape Messiah, though. So <laughs> I consider that to be an A Ball NJG song because Chameleon Air took that shit for me. But um, so yeah, I like their music, but I don't think it really compares to the UGK and Bum B discography. And it kind of just proved that to me at yeah. the actual verses, man. Yeah. Um, but it, it was cool that it happened. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it was just kind of, it kind of fell flat, honestly, I have to say. And I think this is something that should have happened way earlier in, in the verses, because now you've had so many good ones that it just, it seems to be going downhill now. We didn't even talk about the Onyx and Cypress Hill one, man. Yeah, Think about that. the one they had a whole had... verse we didn't even cover at all. I mean, shit, we couldn't watch it unless we paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that was a pay per view one. Yeah, I don't know why they did it like that. Cypress and uh, uh, Onyx and Cypress Hill. <laughs> so it seems like they're running out of matchups. I have to say, yeah. um, and they need if look like I said, we've been saying it for a while now. I think verses are pretty much dead. At this point, I don't see a lasting pass this year. I think they're going to call it quits after this. Because if you can't get any big names or any, like everybody's pretty much who's going to do it has done it. I feel at this point. And you need Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim. Yeah. If you can't get that, then 
Might just, well. just fold yeah. it up, man. Yeah, and then you too, ain't gonna get Jay. You ain't gonna get Nice. You ain't gonna get anybody really big. You ain't gonna get Kanye. You ain't gonna get Drake. So yeah, and two, like looking at it from a business standpoint, how the fuck they gonna make money? You mm-hmm. gotta actually, and you know, like I said, this UGK and uh, A Ball and MJG one was in Atlanta. You gotta get motherfuckers to buy tickets to this shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at this point, you know, you kind of at the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. So now, you you know, I don't even know who's else to even do it. So now you're you trying to get people to buy tickets to, you know, go to this. And, you know, like I said, it's not a little Kim versus Nikki where you could do it in New York and sell out real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you know, you're at the bottom of the barrel and I don't even know who else could do it. So I'm out of matchups, man. Like who you yeah. gonna get? Like fucking uh naughty by nature and fucking <laughs> Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like who else like, you got left at this point? Even let's say it's somebody like Mob Deep. It could be some somebody like Mob Deep and some other uh and let's say uh um Noriega and uh, Capone. Like oh, who God. is? No, yeah, not. that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. We at the yeah. bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. So are you, you know, are you buying tickets to this? <laughs> like that might be a stretch to try to pay to go see this. Now I'm a Mob Deep fan. Yeah. And obviously, you know, rest in peace to Prodigy. But I don't know if I'm like trying to break my net to go to this. And you know, that's me. That's me as a fan. <laughs> so maybe it'd be a big New York thing, but. I mean, I don't know if you know you you trying to make money off of this and mm-hmm. and ver- and this is not this is not like back in the day where you know where it was you know just Swiss and Tim doing it for the culture. Now you got Triller involved, and they want some big. They want they want to make money. They want bigger names. So now it's like, damn, <laughs> you know, how are we gonna make money off of this? And um, yeah. Yeah, David. Dave, David says uh, an Alchemist versus another producer versus would be dope, but it's still niche. Yeah, um, yeah the Alchemist did that. Like they used to do that, but the, before versus was a the thing. They used to do beat battles. Yeah, DJ battles. And then, so. and then my question to that is, you know, these are producers. These ain't even. This ain't even a rapper or nothing. Where you get, you know, it. Let's say you go against somebody like Just Blaze. I mean, I would go to this. I would go to this event because I'm a producer. I mean, I like you know, I'm a hip hop person. I like this, but I would go with a bag full of tomatoes. <laughs> chuck them shits. You chuck them at Alchemist and yes. Just Blaze. No, not I would, at Just Blaze. Yes. <laughs> well, no, not just, I thought you said Swiss. I'm thinking of no, Swiss no, not Swiss, not no, Swiss, not Just Blaze. I was about to say, damn, man, that would be, cool. be cool. Yeah, but that's I don't know why I think I Swiss beats for a second. Yeah, yeah, but that's just us, you know, as hip hop fans. Like, is it, it's going to be hard to try to sell, you know, sell this to the general public, in my opinion. And then, you know, the, these are not artists. So, you know, they, they literally going to be, you know, at a DJ booth, just kind of going back and forth. So uh, I I think that matchup would have been a good Instagram matchup. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know what else they're going to do, man. They got to, they got to get some bigger acts. Yeah, yeah, he needs something, man. I don't like. I don't know what else they can do at this point. 
Um, I was offered producer, you know, versus at first, which is kind of what it started this whole thing. It was like Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Yeah. Doing producer versus. They didn't became rappers. And now it's the well is tapped, man. Yeah. Like everybody who who would do a versus has done one, I feel. Mm-hmm. Who would actually draw anything at this point? Like I said, we're gonna do Night by Nature in uh fucking House of Pain. Like <laughs> what what yeah. are you gonna do after this, man? Like there, there's yeah. really nothing else that people yeah. are gonna really care for. And I don't know, man. I don't know. They got maybe another R and B one. Has Genuine done one yet? No. Maybe he can go against a Tank or something. I don't fucking yeah. know. Do an R and B versus. Yeah. But and see, and that would be cool. But now you're getting into the you know the artist point of view because these artists still don't want to be embarrassed, <laughs> and they yeah. they still have an ego where Genuine might think, motherfucker, I should not be on the stage with Tank. Like I know, <laughs> like why is y'all matching me up with this peasant? He might be thinking that. He might mm-hmm. think he better than that. So now it's like, nah, I don't want to do it uh, unless I do it against um, the best fucking R and B person in in the game. And and now it's like all of that bullshit. So it's like, damn, like it's I, I don't know. I think man, versus it, it was a good run while it lasted. Yeah, but now it's but so much artists <laughs> to pair up with or to even try Tyrese to get versus Joe. <laughs> I think, man, when's the last time Tyrese actually performed? Man, <laughs> I don't know, man. I know he was in that movie Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time Tyrese actually performed any song anywhere? I don't even know, man. But like I said, I think we could put together some good verses, but. These motherfuckers probably are too. They got too much ego. Tyrese probably feel like he need to be going against Chris Brown or some or some <laughs> some legend. Right? He probably feel like he too good for for Joe or some shit. And this is is irritating, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. It, it really is. I think it got kind of ruined when people started getting the bags from this. And they're not really doing it just as a celebration. It's more of a obligation. Like, yeah. hey, we saw it with the Dipset performance, man. They they was just there to get paid. Mm-hmm. That's all they were there for. Locks did it for the love of the game. They the did love of hip hop. Yeah, uh, Dipset collected a paycheck. Yep, and that was it. So, yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. I think versus the cooked. I think we've gotten all we can get out of it now. Unless uh, something happens. Uh, David says the Onyx album dropped because of Versus. It was a pretty solid Onyx record, but not exceptional. How does Onyx sound in 2022, man? I I actually might have to listen to that because, (laughs) look, Frey Joe Starr been acting too long for me to take him seriously, screaming on the fucking track like he used to, man. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds exactly the same. I don't know, man. Sticky Fingers done. He was Blade. Remember that? Yeah. Sticky fingers play Blade in the deep TV show. Like these people don't win so it, Hollywood, man. I don't know if I could buy those it's, it's screaming fun- with ten niggas in the background it, Onyx songs. It's funny because um I was seeing some of the jokes on Twitter and people like, what the fuck is Moesha boyfriend doing up here? <laughs> <laughs> right, dog. Low key that killed Onyx for me. Yeah. When I saw <laughs> when I saw Frey Joe Star and Sunset Park. And in Moesha, 
I was yeah. like, okay, I can't take this dude seriously yeah. as a rapper. That and was, he was the like, type a, rap he was doing. He was a reoccurring guest on. He was like, he was on it all the time. He was dog. down there, a, co- <laughs> a co-star. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like Kobe was on there that one time or something like that. He was he was on there as her boyfriend. Yes, <laughs> and it was <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I, I ain't gonna lie that that moment changed him because now he's known as I forgot his name in this. I think it was Q. He was known as yeah. Q on Moesha <laughs> Moesha boyfriend. So yeah, it was. It was crazy, man. People probably that that was a fan of Moesha during that time probably didn't even know he was part of a hip hop group called Onyx. Oh hell no, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we talk about fucking Jack Harlow didn't know uh, um, Brandy and Ray J was siblings. A lot of people probably did not know he was part of a rap group. They probably oh, just thought no. he was just time, a random yeah. actor. Because <laughs> Onyx was like kind of semi underground man like they had some songs that were big if you were into like that kind of rap yeah. the, the slam the slam heard of slam a lot of people the slam was kind of a their slam biggest got played commercial at, like song. arenas and shit yeah. yeah that was their commercial didn't song know, yeah, yeah. They, they they had no idea that fucking q from uh moesha <laughs> was part of that song yeah <laughs> No, I agree, man. They they both and <laughs> both and crossed over many times. So yeah, I ain't mad at it. I might check the Onyx album just to see what you're talking about, David. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could buy them being hard. The, the same kind of hardcore rappers they were in like '93 when <laughs> they first came out, man. So I don't know. I gotta see it for myself or hear it for myself. <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh yeah. Speaking of Jack Harlow, we gotta talk about that, man. Did you hear the this song that Brandy put out? Oh my goodness! I did not hear this. <laughs> okay, we got to play, to play this it. now. <laughs> yeah, apparently she rapped over a um, a Jack Harlow song, and she it was a diss track. Oh, the first class and song, I think. Yeah, yeah. She put out. I think it was uh, premiered on Hot ninety seven. What up, Tab? See you in the Tab comes in right when we talk about Jack Harlow. Every time it's like Jack Harlow summons Tab. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk about Jack Harlow, Tab comes through. It's like his bat signal. <laughs> uh, he popping in yeah. at the wrong time, man. Right? <laughs> uh, we we did an hour and 15 minutes deep in his podcast. He comes right when the Jack Harlow talk starts. But uh, so, yeah, Brandy apparently has taken if you if you missed this whole drama. Uh, Jack Harlow was on, I want to say, what, Hot 97? Yeah, with Ebro and Paul Rosenberg, and Tab is secretly Jack Harlow. Man, it, you could be, you could be, dog. I don't know, <laughs> but Tab Harlow. Um, but yeah, so Jack Harlow was on with Ebro and Paul Rosenberg, and I guess they were playing some kind of game where they play a song and Jack had to guess or, or trying to say who who was singing it, yeah, and or rapping it or whatever they were doing. They played a Brandy song. I want to call it Angel and something. I forget what it's called. Yeah. And um, they tried to give him clues about yeah. who was the singer. And one of the clues was, you know, uh, basically it's Ray J's brother. Yeah. Or Ray J's sister. Or, or the, the sister of somebody who made the Kardashians famous or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then he was, he was like, wait, 
so they, he he didn't guess who it was. It was a Brandy song, of course. He knew and it was Ray J. He, he kn- knew that was Ray J. And so mm-hmm. when they said it was Brandy, he was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> Brandy and Ray J are siblings." Yeah, he didn't know that Brandy, Brandy and Ray J are brother and sister. Yeah, and that apparently got out, and then Brandy put out a tweet saying that something like she would uh basically fry him on a track yeah and, and i forget what she said i don't want to look it up either i don't even I don't know why she shit. was so offended by this i don't think she was really i think she was kind of playing around really? See, but it's, it was silly because it's, it's not like he was saying he ain't heard of brandy yeah he was just saying he didn't know they were related yeah like, I, I, I didn't yeah. take it as a diss against brandy yeah but i guess she saw this as a chance to get her 15 minutes in her another 15 minutes in she put yeah. out a fucking song about him. <laughs> yeah. And you got to play the song. You find it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Go, we got to play this damn song, man, <laughs> and rate it. Rate the bars. Reintroduce myself. My name is world famous, one of the greatest. Living legend, did I mention my resume is amazing? The game need a breath of fresh air, and I'm breathtaking. Painted pictures, Cinderella scriptures, but that don't mean jack in the streets. Jack of all trades, now I'm here, jack of the beats. Queens cancel, but you could never cancel a queen. Crown concrete stone, an angel in disguise, a roam the earth, godlike. The son of Jehovah's own, I bear witness to my second coming. A hundred miles of running, still getting money from Mo to the I overdone it. Over 20 years, and I'm still a topic. A picture's worth a million, now I'm feeling. Feeling drop it. 43, I'm feeling like a kid with millions watching. Popular, but now I'm popping shit for those out of pocket. I win diamond, guess I'm still a gold mine shining. This black excellence at its finest. Don't call me Brandy no more, call me your highness. Built tougher than my brother Ray J glasses. Curse is passion, you woke up a beast, now it's madness. Singer slash rapper, rapper slash actress, and reaching for the crown. You might get a handful of thorns, or maybe you just wanna be down. I put on for my women, boss chicks and kings, put respect on my name. I was here before memes, skinny jeans and dope fiends, high on lean. I'm high off life and most times that's all you need and the moral to my story is my chapter is new again back on top of the world sky's blue again doing something people thought i'd never do again for the fans the hustlers and hooligans yeah um so yeah that was that that was the brandy this song to jack harlow um and, and yeah number one i forgot you did cinderella until she mentioned it like why oh, even really? bring those things up? She was in a Cinderella. There was like yeah. an MTV version of Cinderella or some shit, and yeah. she played Cinderella. Yeah, remember? Yeah, I surprised you don't remember. That's the one thing I remember her playing in because she don't be you in don't a lot of her shit. For the she, Moesha, you remember that, her from Cinderella? Moesha and Cinderella, man. Because I think oh, wow. I want to say uh, Whitney Houston was in that one. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the only because um, it was a long conversation on Twitter how. Brandy pretty much is blackball from acting <laughs> after that uh after that Cinderella movie. And it was a long story. I ain't gonna get into all that, but mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's it kind of raised the eyebrow. She said, I'm a, you know, uh actress, that type of thing. It's like, damn, what was the last thing she actually played in? Like, I think she played in a couple other things, but like small little roles, but I don't think she played in a lot of other shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember what her last role was. Why is she bring up Ray J's glasses? Because they're unbreakable. <laughs> and she's unbreakable. And those glasses are unbreakable. She yeah. was doing bars. Yeah. Um, and 24 hours to come back. Dog, all Jack Harlow got to do is like post post his clean driving record. Like if he yeah. really wanted to diss. Oh, man. <laughs> Brand, Brandy wants to come with the pass. Dog, yeah. do you remember early Twitter? Every week people used to crack jokes about Brandy driving. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> that, was, that was like a weekly tradition. Uh, oh, damn. This nigga driving worse than Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> like some horrible car crash. Yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of, I think that was the reason why she kind of fell off, to be honest. No, because 100%, she, yeah, dog. because since then, I mean, I'm not saying she was a big old superstar, you know, mm-hmm. before that, but after that, man, she haven't been the same, man. It, yeah, you know, she, she had been, to fall back after that. She had to fall back man. a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, people forget about that. She, she done did a whole rebrand since then. People don't forget, but yeah. Nah, there that used to be a weekly joke. People cracking jokes about Brandy driving and killing somebody. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just that's just wild, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Brandy took this shit a little bridge a bridge too far. Like number one, she clearly didn't write this. Okay, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe she wrote that. <laughs> I don't. I, I've has she ever rapped? I don't think she uh, ever rapped ever. Did she even write her own songs when she was big? I'm genuinely uh, asking. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm she's guessing. friends with Cameron. Cameron might have written that for her dog. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, I, don't I know. just don't see. I don't see Brandy writing that. But <laughs> either way, I mean, I think she took it a little too far with this song. It looks yeah. a little desperate. I yes. know she's just playing around. It's all kind of funny games, but. Come on, I mean, is she playing? Because this is taking it too far to just be joking around, man. Like, I understand a a little tweet or something. Like, the tweet, that kind of made sense. But to make a a diss song, it's kind of like, all right. Like, damn, are you mad for real? Because, first of all, like, you know, I I hate giving people the the pass of, oh, he was a little kid, so he don't know. I don't get I don't usually get people a pass, but he is he was young and that song the song they played, that's not like a common brandy song that's always on the radio. people was acting like they played sitting in my room or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like they played the most common brandy song or I just wanna be down. So I think people was kinda taking it too far with that. But he didn't say who was Brandy. Like I've never heard of Brandy before, so I I just don't I just didn't understand the 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 anger. Like you said, she might be playing, but this ain't kind of this ain't like she playing. She's saying she playing, but she was really offended. It was I don't know. I hate old people raps that sound like this. I gotta say. Like I was here before the memes. I was here before the smartphone. I was here before the skinny jeans. Like, you know how old you sound saying shit like that? That's what makes me feel bad about being old. Because like, do I sound like that? Yeah. I was here before the skinny jeans. Like, nigga, I don't want to hear that, dog. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a desperate old person trying to be relevant yeah. in 2022. And, and let's like, be and let's be real. Do you think people nowadays want to hear that? 
Exactly. Do, do you think Jack Harlow fans or people that even listen to Jack Harlow or around his age mm-hmm. is like, yeah, yeah, like these these dudes grew up to nothing but skinny jeans. <laughs> these dudes grew up to two memes. So while yeah, like I want to hear that shit. Like back in our day, we ain't want to hear nobody talk about some that ain't no rap music and yeah, we don't want to hear that bullshit. So. I just I just don't get it and I ain't gonna lie I don't need to hear Brandy rapping. We didn't man. want to hear KRS whine about Nelly and yes. all the current hip hop that was going on in 2005. Mm-hmm. So and I, I damn sure don't want to hear a old singer or <laughs> rapper talk yeah. about this generation like that, man. Like it's a yeah. different generation. It is what it is. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear she, you talk about how you was here we, before the memes and the skinny jeans. We we all uh, look, man. We all gonna get there to a point where people don't know who we are or don't realize how big we were (laughs) like it's always that moment i had that moment when i went back to cleveland i was back in the hood i went to the store back where i grew up and there was some young niggas out there like that didn't know who i was i couldn't sit here and say hey man you know you know what i did on this block or you Mm-hmm. I know your I I can't do that. They don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I'm a I'm a you know older dude that they don't really know. <laughs> so I can't yeah. sit there and talk about so oh I I was out here back when blah blah blah. Nobody give a shit about that. <laughs> it's like when Marla went back at the end of the wire yes. to the corner and nobody knew who the fuck he was. Yes. <laughs> like we all going to get there, man. Yes. You a celebrity artist you're going to eventually get to the point where nobody really know who you are. Yeah. Like it was that, a, so. I, I want to say it was a couple of artists or celebrities or something that didn't know who the beat, who Paul McCartney was. And, you know, of course the headlines blew it up. Like what? How do you all know? But how, how are they supposed to know who Paul McCartney is? If, you know, if their parents don't even listen to that music or they're not even into that genre of music. And, you know, I went through the same thing, too, as a, you know, I'm not, I'm a little into classic rock, but I don't know every fucking body. And, you know, it was a couple people I never heard of and people thought it was crazy. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know who this person right. was? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't listen to this genre all like that. And I wasn't born around that time and my parents don't play that. So how the fuck am I supposed to know who that is? <laughs> so... Yeah, nah, we yeah. we all gonna get there, man. Brandy so need I to relax, man. <laughs> she does, man. I think the tweet was whatever it was, but she ain't had like the 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 song just sounded a little desperate. Like I said, it could be all just jokes and fun and games, and she just wanted to get a little blog run and and get get noticed in some you know publications and say, ooh, Brandy clap back at Jack Harlow <laughs> and get all the shit going. But unless you're gonna drop like a real project, I don't see the point of this. Yeah. You know, you just want to get your name out there for 15 minutes, basically. Her yeah. brain should be bigger than that. I mean, she's yeah. an R&B she, legend in she my a leg- eyes. Yeah, she's a legend. Yeah, and I mean, she, she should be a little above shit like this, but oh yeah. well. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't gonna see nobody like Anita Baker fucking right. <laughs> doing the diss Anita Baker will just block you. Yeah, That's all she'll she just block Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David says, I was talking with a friend about Led Zeppelin recently, and they sighed and said, I need more white friends because I'm way behind the times. <laughs> I mean, is Led Zeppelin not cool to talk about anymore? I mean, can I not talk about the four album being a good album? Like, I don't know, man. But I, I do feel like, like, I get upset when I 
when there's somebody like you know you talked about Landry not knowing who ASAP Rocky was at one point. Yeah, you know that makes me mad. But then I think of how I sound because like I'm still talking about like Radiohead and Nirvana <laughs> and shit. Yeah, and I'm sure like they're they're way past that. But yeah. to me, that's like the pinnacle of like white rock. To me, is like fucking Radiohead, Nirvana, uh, like 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 shit, Smashing Pumpkins was yeah. dope to me. Like shit, like that was like my era. Yeah, but it, I can't talk about that because they're they're like you know ooh, that's so long ago. So yeah, I wonder I, if it's just I don't I, know. I think it depends who you talk to. To be honest, because if you're talking to my dad, man, my dad he he kind of grew up on classic rock. But he kind of had no choice because back back in that time, there were no, you know, R&B stations that was playing, you know, black music. So it was always he used to call it all uh, this white boy music. And so mm-hmm. they was kind of forced to listen to it. And they ain't like it during the time. But now him being older and the songs bringing back memories, he kinda, he appreciated now. He kind of have a love for it. But um, my dad ain't about to talk about Nirvana or any like rock group from the 80s and 90s he didn't give a shit about that but he do like some songs from the Beatles some songs from Led Zeppelin and you know people like that uh I I forgot who else but he do like that type of stuff but you might have somebody like Landry Locker on set Stin who he don't give a fuck about no Led Zeppelin or you know he he talks shit about them but he Mm. he liked the rock bands from the 90s so you know, I I guess it depends who you all who who you you know talk to, because some people feel like Led Zeppelin shit that that old ass bullshit just like Tab yeah. said. Yeah, it's kind of like somebody talking to you about Tupac. Yeah, and it's exactly. like okay, we all know Tupac is good. We don't talk about him like 40, 20 years ago, dog. Mm-hmm. Like it's a new era now. So yeah. I feel like if I'm talking to somebody about like wow Nirvana. You know, the fucking uh their, their third album was like the best in utero was the best album ever. They're like that's like saying all eyes on me is your favorite rap album. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So I don't know, and, man. Yeah, and the shit is moving so fast because like I still remember when J. Cole, ASAP Rocky, Drake were the young bucks. Uh yeah. Kendrick, they were the young they were the new school, the leaders of the new school at that time. And now they like the OGs pretty much. J. Cole is looked at as the OG. And it's, it's, it's just like, damn, like that's crazy. I, me and Charles who friend of the show, we kind, we kind of went back and forth on Twitter a little bit because uh, so, so you know how they be posting tweets that say, uh, put these five artists in order. Mm-hmm. So they have Future, Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, and Kanye. So my I think my list was um uh, number one. This is my personal list, like who I would go to first. I put Kanye, I put Kendrick, I put uh J. Cole, Drake, and Future. Mm-hmm. And now this is not saying, you know, Future is the worst or Drake is the worst. These are five of the biggest artists today. <laughs> so somebody gotta come last. But that don't necessarily mean they the worst or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Charles and Titus Howard for the Texas thought I was crazy. <laughs> what they, they said, man, like they said I was tripping, and they because I had Future last. Yeah, and it's like, look, Future probably released more music than all of these artists on here, <laughs> like in current time. He always released shit, so 
I'm not about to go to him first. <laughs> like we always get future music, <laughs> and we we always hear his shit. I we barely hear Kanye, we barely hear Kendrick. So those would be. So wait, was it saying like rank them? This like was saying up? no. This was saying which artist do you would you go to first? Like order the artist you'll go to first. What do you mean go to first? Like listen to their music first or? Like, yeah, so so if so these artists, if I tell you the um you know, put the artists in order that you you mm-hmm. know, your ranking in order that you'll go to first that you'll listen that you to listen first. to the most or or that you'll listen to first. I just don't first. understand go to first. So let's say Because only one person can be first. So let's so. Say, no say say all of these people were releasing the album today. Mm-hmm. And put the put in order which artists okay. you're gonna listen to first. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Future would have to be last, man. Future drops it, all the time, dog. Yeah, it's it's he, no. He drops more. Yeah. Yeah, so I put you know if Kanye drop an album, I'm gonna probably go to that first. Kendrick kind of the same thing because he barely released fucking music, and uh, you know to me Jake to me J Cole Drake and uh, and Future, you could kind of rework those any way you want, mm-hmm. if, as far as for me, but. He thought I was crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. So that kind of that kind that was a point in time where it made me feel old as shit. Cause yeah. they, because both of them but like wait a dog, future damn near 40 years old, man. See, that's what I don't like. People disenjoying <laughs> about this shit, dog. Like, I will say I understand, like, from the perspective of a NFL player, like I get it. Like, look, when you working out all the time like they do. And you probably going to clubs and shit. You still young. You yeah. getting in a nightlife scene like that. You going to the future first and Drake first. Yeah. I get that. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be the songs that play at the spots that you go to yeah. or you work out to. You ain't really trying to hear Kendrick when you getting ready on Sunday, hyping that, yourself up. So yeah. I understand that. But I don't like the young excuse because future damn near, future older than me, dog. And yeah. I'm 35. He almost 40 years old, I believe. And yeah, so I, I just don't like that. That's annoying to me. Yeah, this is just like damn that kind of yeah, but that moment made me feel old as shit because they like, wait, what'd he say? Oh no, he tripping. He got future last. Come on. It's just like damn, like it, it ain't no disrespect. They act like I put fucking um <laughs> fucking mob D it like Jay Z wasn't even on the list. Like they mm-hmm. act like I just put somebody random over future. It's like, dog, like no, this is the order I'm listening to these people, you know, just just off the strength of, you know, how much music these artists put out. And I feel like we hear Future a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not about to, if, if they all put an album out today, I'm not about to go to Future first. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just. I, I, I get I get why they would <laughs> um, for the reasons I listed, but I think it's crazy that they called you crazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I, like, I understand why they would go to future first, but I just don't get it. Yeah. And like I said, this is not uh, rank these guys first, to, the worst, the first, the worst or something. And honestly, that would be the right ranking still. <laughs> Actually, no, Kanye wouldn't be first. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. like lyricists and shit. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, uh, it just thought I was crazy. They, they felt like future should have been first or second. And if I, I think, I, I don't know if they actually, they probably did put a list out on here, but my guess, they probably had Future and Drake 1-2. And 
And um, my guess, they probably had uh, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick last. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, no, definitely Kendrick was last. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Kendrick was last, man. Yeah. And to be Kids honest, not like Kendrick. to be honest, I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be like y'all tripping or nothing like that. But yeah, you really, you know, especially listening to this last album, you got to be in the mood for Kendrick. It's not like an everyday yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I get from an athlete's perspective why they would choose Future, but I just don't see why they called you crazy for that. They just don't get <laughs> the the whole Kanye thing is just weird to this old new generation of, of people, man. Like they don't understand it. Remember that whole Donna versus Kanye thing, or yeah. Donna versus uh, CLB yeah. thing that I, I forget which team did it, but they mm. was like, "Oh fuck, fuck Donda, fuck Donda, CLB yeah. all day." It's like, okay, man. Yeah. I think it's a little still more bumping CLB right now. That's yeah, all I'm I, yeah, I think that. it's a little more to it. I think the yeah. relationship with Drake probably have a lot to do with it too. They don't want to be yeah. cool with Drake, but I guarantee you, them motherfuckers rocking Yeezys and shit. No, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, they rocking <laughs> the gear. But mm-hmm. yeah, David says Future was born the same month as him. Yeah, oh, so you're the reason. I I, I see the, I see the toxic vibes from you too, man. Maybe maybe yeah. that's a uh... now, now now future don't never talk about his age, so maybe they don't realize oh, how old not. he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah he he's always gonna rap like he's 22. Yeah, <laughs> like he's never gonna grow up on the record, man. So yeah. yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna get no introspective Kendrick type shit from him, but. <laughs> He gonna talk about fucker in the ass maker PP when he's fifty four years old probably. <laughs> so, um, so other things that happened, um, look, I guess we kind of have to talk about the school shooting, man. I didn't want to really bring it up. I mean, it's like it's fucked up, dog. Um, all, all I really gotta say is, man, all the details of the fucking police and them just sitting around not doing shit is fucking disgusting, especially. Yeah. There's a whole lot you could break down from that, but that's one thing that's really bothering me. Cause like, what the fuck were y'all even there for, dog? Y'all should yeah. let the fucking parents go in at that point. Yeah, you're just gonna hold them back and not do shit. Yeah, like, that was fucking annoying. But this shit, yeah, it, 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 it's fucking it, America. It, it was it's rough, man. And you know, I got a wife who's a teacher. Yeah, and um, I had no idea about it until she called me and said, "Hey, did you hear about the school shooting?" And so I'm just like, dang. And when she told me it, at the time, it was like 13 kids. I'm like, what? I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very unfortunate. Rest in peace to those kids, to those teachers. And um, yeah, man, I think it's that the, I think outside of the obvious, the worst part about all of this is the whole political shit. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, people, I felt like this is this is shit like this is the perfect time for these politicians to try to capitalize off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's so irritating, man, to the point I feel like they fucking like shit like this <laughs> to happen so they can push their, you know, political sh- bullshit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was a little irritating, man. And, um, yeah, it, it's, just, it's low-key embarrassing, man, because the shit happened in Texas. And, you know, a lot of people already talk about Texas as being this, you know, fucked up state as far as like, 
you know, the governor and all and the gun laws and how all this bad shit always happen. And just stuff like this happening. It's just like, damn, it's just it's terrible. And then you get some of the crazy comments from these politicians. It's just like, damn, man, this is very unfortunate. It's scary. And honestly, I don't even know what the, you know, I don't even know the solution. A lot of people always talk about the solution and what the, what need to happen, what need to ban, what shouldn't be banned. And it's like, what do you honestly do, man? Like, real talk. Because these politicians ain't about to ban guns. They they not about to do that. So what do you do? Do You, you know, it, it, it kind of don't make sense to arm up these schools, <laughs> Like who like who got the money for that? <laughs> How they gonna, you know, take care of all that? So it's the it's the ever going circle of conversations where a mass shooting happened, you you talk about it on Twitter, what need to happen, and and it it get quiet again until it happened again. Yeah. Dog, I'm I'm old enough to remember Sandy Hook. And the yes, same pe- people said the same exact thing. This is enough. Yes. Last time Parkland is mm-hmm. the last time. We're not putting up with it anymore. Enough talking. And then nothing happened. So yeah, it yep. is what it is, man. We don't want to get into Ukraine. Like, we don't want to make this whole political podcast, man. It's more about you know hip hop, entertainment, and fun and shit. Um, Holly Rachel Worshipper says, You were introduced by two Hendrix by white classmates, ironically. I wouldn't say that's ironic at all, man. White people are Hendrix's biggest fans, though. Like, I'll be more surprised if black people put you on to Jimi Hendrix, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let me be real with you, man. <laughs> yeah. J- Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. People love them Jim- Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is like the fucking, um, like the NWA of rock music. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like white people, you know, if they want some cool points, oh, yeah, I used to love Jimi Hendrix. I saw him in concert. And that that would like like if they saying this to a black person that would win them over. Yeah, right. Then come on in. <laughs> <laughs> that would just like black people. Like, sometimes they can be so goofy, man. <laughs> because that's all it takes, and it, like that's what bothered me so much. Because whenever you start talking about hip hop with a white person, oh yeah, man, I love some UGK. It's just like, oh, come on in, man. Yeah. <laughs> you invited like the, the cookout. Dog. I like the old Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on <laughs> in, man. Before he was in movies and stuff. I like Tupac, you know, the real gangster rap. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I don't yeah. say about that. So mm. that's all it takes for somebody to, oh, come on in, man. But, but yeah, Jimi Hendrix is on that list of the group white people <laughs> say to, to, get in the, to get in the cookout. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it's like, dog, black people don't even bump Jimi Hendrix like that. Let's be real, man. And I yeah. like Jimi Hendrix. I love Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. But it's not like we play his music or he's like, and, and kind of unfairly, but I don't feel like he's thought of as like a a, a, a a black rock icon. Like, shit, you put Chuck Berry up there. You people put, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm blanking on names now. But like, people yeah. uh, <laughs> said Machiavelli. That's said Machiavelli. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like James Brown and all them people are gonna be black legends, but Jimi Hendrix is like I don't know if I've met a white person who don't like Jimi Hendrix. I'll yeah. say that much. And I, I know plenty of black people who ain't even heard of his songs. So Yeah, he was yeah. he was like the most popular one during that time too. So I guess it 
you know, it's kind of like, hey, we got we got a black rock star during yeah. this heavy era of rock music. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. I can't believe he got Prince's name. Yeah. Why do, why, why people do love Prince, too? That, that, that's another yeah. one. They love some Prince. That, that's actually one we can all agree on. We all love Prince. Yeah. Actually, I think there's been... Uh, I remember back in my day, Prince used to get clowned a lot by the black community, man. Like mm-hmm. the black community used to clown the shit out of Prince the way and dressed, Michael Jackson. Yeah, the way he dressed, woman. They, dog, and, they called him gay. Yeah. They said, dog. But now there's been a whole, like everybody says he was like this black icon. And like I think he was. Yeah. But let's not forget, like every comedian had a set talking about how Prince was gay for the way he dressed. And his songs was doing too much. Yeah. And Michael Jackson allegations the, and shit. So yeah, the makeup, eyeliner stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now Prince was wild. Prince was wild back then, man. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fuck, we got way. Yeah. What the fuck were we talking about, yeah, man? Yeah. We saw we we went from the, uh, about the school, school shooting. shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Shooting the Prince. Yeah, I don't know how we got there, but yeah, that's just the Ginger Juice podcast in a nutshell, yeah, man. Serious yeah. topics mixed in with some bullshit. Yeah, we, yeah, but rest in peace to the ones that lost their life in that school shooting. That's terrible, man. Yeah, it just sucked, man. And I can only imagine like what your wife is feeling or what people who teach for a living are feeling. You know, like because that shit is like fucking. You think you going to work, man? Yeah, it's and, it's a that's the last place you would think something will happen because you know how many people drop their kid off at school and don't have a worry. And you know, my wife is a teacher and she go to school. This, you know, mm-hmm. she go to work. I don't really think about that. I think about it more now because it's been happening a lot lately. But that's the last place you think you know something like that will happen because it, we know some crazy motherfuckers out here. But you don't think they that crazy to go to an elementary school and do something like that. So now and then last week, we didn't even talk about this, but the, you know, the shooting in Buffalo at the grocery store. That was that was hard to deal with, too. So I was barely getting over that, man. That that kind of bothered me because I actually ran into the video by mistake. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 rough out here, man. <laughs> No, nah, it really is, man. Like, but shit, ain't, ain't shit changed, man. Like Tupac said 20-some years ago, still I see no changes. Like, look, this shit is just what this country is at this point, man. Yeah. Um, If you look throughout history, Holy Rachel Worshipper says, uh, most white rock and rollers stole or mimicked riffs from blues guitarists. Yeah, definitely, man. Little Richard had a whole era talking about shit like this. Chuck yeah. Berry. Elvis, uh, what's his name? Still uh, shit. Ray, uh, uh, yeah, everybody did, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, that Elvis movie I heard is terrible. I was actually wanting. Is to it see out it. already? It, it's been. Um, it was at the Cannes Film Festival. Okay, so people have seen it and the reviews are out, and people are saying it kind of sucks. Yeah, and I, I actually wanted to see it, man. But if it sucks, I don't know. Are, are you surprised that it took this long for Elvis movie? I felt like this is something that should have been a uh, yeah happened. a long time ago. Yeah, is yeah like we see other movies that happen probably in the nineties and then they redo it again type thing. But I felt like an Elvis movie should have been around years ago, and it seemed like somebody just came out of nowhere and said, "Ah, oh, like there's no Elvis movie. Let's make an Elvis movie." I kind of wonder if uh, 
his family was just really protective of his image. Because that's the only reason I can think there hasn't been a Elvis movie. Yeah, you know, there's been so many biopics, and you would wouldn't do one about the biggest yeah. star of his time. Yeah, you know. So and I would assume a, it has to be something with the family and his image and whatnot. So yeah, and, I don't know. And to be honest, Elvis never really, you know, his legacy never really passed because you always got people imitating Elvis. You go to Vegas, is always something with Elvis and. Elvis got his own damn <laughs> serious uh, SM radio channel that played number Elvis. So it seemed like the shit never died. It's not like a, a, a artist back in the day that kind of, you know, we don't really know about. It seemed like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's always an Elvis conversation somewhere. And and in 2022, they decided to make him or, you know, release a movie. <laughs> yeah. So. And they're they're also making a movie, or they've already made a movie about uh Marilyn Monroe, um, mm. which is apparently like NC seventeen rated. Mm. They couldn't even play it in theaters because it's fucking <laughs> it's so Damn. graphic. Apparently, yeah, that should be but an interesting yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I the girl who plays uh who's playing Marilyn Monroe, Anna DeArmas, I think that's how you pronounce her name. But yeah, she's she's a good actress, man. She's fine as fuck too. Mm. But yeah, I'll see how that shit goes. But yeah, I heard the Elvis movie kind of sucks, man. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Um, other things that happened this week, dog. Um, NBA playoffs. We have the Golden State Warriors returning to the finals against the what? Has it been decided yet? Is it the Boston not, Celtics officially? Uh, not yet. I think that game is currently going on now. Um, I don't know the score, but uh, yeah, Boston is. Okay, Miami Heat are might be about to even it up. The 7058 as of right now, mm. as we're recording. Um, so yeah, might go yeah. to a game seven. I don't know. Mm. But um hmm. Golden State is returning. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts about the NBA playoffs? I gotta say, man, like they gotta do something about this game, dog. <laughs> like I, I feel like there hasn't been a really exciting NBA game in since the Grizzlies and Warriors series. Yeah. Like, it's been so many blowouts, man, one way or the other. The yeah. game is usually over by the third quarter mm-hmm. in a lot of these cases. And, and it, it, it's getting to a point where games are rarely close. And these are the best teams going at it, man. That's yeah. the thing. It's not like some regular-ass season where you got, like, the lowest yeah. team against the highest. Like, these are the best teams left. Yeah. It's lopsided either way. Blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know what they can do, but the quality, I don't know, man. What do you think about it? Have you been watching games? Uh, not really because of that reason. Because the uh, what is this is the uh conference finals on either side, the Western and Eastern conference finals been bad. They've been number blowouts. The, I think the only good thing you could take away from the um Western was fucking Luka Doncic, who was. <laughs> He he had that team on his damn back, man. He ain't got nobody else on that team. This mm-hmm. this dude was putting up fucking forty and and still losing by like twenty. So um, that was probably the only bright part of the uh of this, the conference finals. Outside of that, man, I you know I turn it on and be like, uh, his this the game is over. I could go to bed early. So it wasn't even no point of watching, but. The, the the impressive thing to me is, um, man, Golden State, man, <laughs> it's shoot they 
we got to start talking about them being somewhat of a dynasty, man. <laughs> like up oh, there with the man. up there with the best teams in history. Because these dudes, man, like I knew, I knew for some reason they'd be back in it. And once KD left, they, you know, they, they, I think they had their struggles to, <laughs> for two years, and now they back in the finals. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> and for the simple fact, uh, I think Landry brought this up on the show. He mentioned how uh, Steph Curry had a really bad game <laughs> in the last game. And they still mm-hmm. whoop their ass. They, like, they didn't even yeah. need Steph Curry in this game. That's how good their team is. And no other st- superstar probably couldn't survive like that. LeBron can't have a bad game. You know what I mean? He got to carry every team he was on. And even, even when LeBron won in 2016, uh, Kyrie Irving, I think it was the one game, the legendary game where he had, uh, Kyrie had 41. But LeBron had 41 too. <laughs> So it's like LeBron can't have a you know eight points uh, eight point game and win, <laughs> but anyway, like that's not taking credit for like Steph Curry and nothing like that. But it's just crazy how good Golden State is, man. And you know, obviously, I never care for them because they always whoop mm-hmm. the Cavs' ass. But one you know, a couple years later, when we look back, we gonna we gonna look at this team how how good and how crazy it was. No, definitely, man. If they win one, if they lose KD, um, Holly Rachel Worshipper says, KD's former team is in the finals and Kyrie's former team couldn't make it to the finals. Now, are we calling the Boston Celtics Kyrie's former team, really? I mean, it was better without him when he was on the team and he was only there for a hot minute. I would call the Cavs uh, Kyrie's former team more so than the Celtics. Because they actually drafted him. Yeah. They went through some growing pains together. And he's even talking about maybe going back there. Yeah. See, so, I, I will see, I would call Boston his former team because once he got traded from the Cavs, he was uh, when he went to Boston, he was talking about how much better Boston is, the city. Yeah. He was yeah, shitting on Cleveland yeah. and yeah, this city is so much better and all this other stuff. So um, yeah, I ain't letting that slide. That that was his former team. That was really disgusting. That was like, what was wrong with him, man? And now he's like this uh, fucking hotel. Yeah, <laughs> like, dog, I don't know what he's doing, man. Because he's Muslim now, he's fasting during the playoffs. This yeah, dude was on and like, talking about and he bringing up Cleveland a lot, man. Like, damn, mm-hmm. do we want to go back? That that shit that shit is wild <laughs> because first of all. You know, the only ties he got to Cleveland is them drafting him. It's not like his hometown where you want to go back home or something. But all of a sudden, he just looking back in time like, damn, if I would have stayed, we would have, you know, won a couple more championships. It's just like, where where the fuck was that shit at? Like, dog, you, you was in the finals and won it out after that year. Mm-hmm. And this is like, damn, <laughs> like that shit, that shit crazy. Now you thinking about. All the championships you could have won if you stayed. Yeah. So Dog, nah, it, it, this is when you fucking have have a good girl, but you're like you come up with some reason to fucking break up with her because you want to fuck around. Then you look back and you're like, man, I had a good I really girl. had some good there. We could have yeah. had a family and kids together. It's like, dog, <laughs> you was the one who <laughs> fucking left. So yeah, yeah, it seemed like look, Kyrie, I can't imagine the Nets committing to Kyrie long-term. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know where he's gonna go next. Man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, know what he's. Gonna I know do. damn sure it can't be Cleveland because they're not a championship team. And yeah. why would they? You know, <laughs> they they got two point guards. Why would they sign him or trade for him? And you don't even know if he gonna play or not, man. Like, isn't it kind of funny how? Low key, Kyrie and LeBron are talking about wanting to go back to Cleveland. Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Since they both, since they both left Cleveland, I mean, say what you want. It, it, only one championship has been won between the two. Mm-hmm. Kyrie ain't even sniff a, a, a finals <laughs> since he nope. left. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Not- I will be on board if they came back on one condition. They should not touch the fucking roster. They should have no say-so in who come to the Cavs. They should let the GM do all the work. Well, first and they off, should take if the LeBron f- come to the Cavs, y'all are drafting Bronny. So yeah. I hope you realize that, number one. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> You're getting Bronny James. Or, or so. we, we will have Bronny if LeBron yeah. come back to the Cavs. It, it will be mm-hmm. set and done. But, um, yeah, one like, like no, nah, LeBron, you can't sit here and say, hey, we getting Russ. We getting, you know, Dwayne Wade coming out of retirement. Oh, you guys need to sign um, Carmelo Anthony. No. Like, you have no say. So, LeBron put that fucking Lakers roster together. <laughs> and look where it's at now. <laughs> so, no. Let let the GM do his work. You you sit around, man. And I think that's been the problem. That's See, that's why Golden State is so good right now. Um, Steph, Steph, and all them dude, they they ain't request a trade or nothing like that. They went through some hard. They went through two hard years after KD left, where mm-hmm. they were damn near la- uh, the the worst team in the league, and you know they were all hurt and all that stuff too. But they rejuvenated and they're back at the top. They back in the finals. LeBron never did that. <laughs> he you know maybe he didn't he refused to rebuild, but. Like that never happened with LeBron, so he gonna have to he gonna have to relax a little bit, man. No, hundred percent, dog. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, Holly Rachel Worshipper asks, who would y'all like or think Rockets need to pick? Now the Rockets have the third uh, overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, look, I'll be honest, man. I haven't looked at the top ten uh, draft picks or people who are likely to be top ten yet. I usually let Rockets Twitter do the work for me yeah. because they, they will attach themselves to a candidate and they'll make a highlight reel and they'll show me what I need to see of these players to get excited. I haven't done that homework yet, so I don't even know, man. Have you have you looked at the people that the Rockets could pick? Um, not really. The one person I do think. Um, so uh, what's his name? Ivy. I know his last name is Ivy. He's a point guard. I think they I think they need to go with a point guard, man. I'm not really sold Another on Another one? I'm not look, I'm not sold on Kevin Porter Jr., man. Mm-hmm. I they that that he wasn't originally a point guard. I think he'd do better coming off the bench. I don't think he's that good where you need to not draft a point a good point guard. I think Ivy will be better with Jalen Green, in my opinion. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green in the same starting lineup. I don't think that's really a good match. Maybe I might be the only one who feel that way, but I just don't really see it. And I didn't like the way they even gave him the um the point guard position <laughs> over John Wall. 
but that's just me. <laughs> and yeah, I would go with that uh, point guard Ivy. Um, Bonchero is pretty good. That's that's probably who they gonna go with to be honest. But um, me, I just I'm not I'm not sold on Kevin Porter as the point guard for this team, starting point guard. Yeah, man, I don't know. I will say. As with the one game I went to go see the Rockets, they actually won. The, it was actually a rare occasion they won a game <laughs> last season. I went to the game versus the Grizzlies, and from what I saw in that game, I think they desperately need some damn size, dog. Yeah, Alperin Sagan is not going to get the job done. I saw Stephen Adams for an entire half <laughs> look like prime fucking Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Or fucking David Robinson <laughs> down there, Doc. He was working the Rockets, man. And they had nothing to stop him in, in, right down the middle. Yeah. So they definitely def, def, desperately need some size. Um, but yeah, I've been taking a look at the uh who who's out there and who they gonna pick. But I don't know. They got man. a couple the first just... they got a couple first round picks, so they can definitely yeah, they could get some other people too. But um, as far as my me, I'm not I'm not sold on Kevin Porter Jr. as the starting point guard for this team. I just I just I don't think he's that good. To, I think he's better when he could just kind of do his own thing. And it's hard to do his your own thing when you got Jalen Green too. And I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. that good where he got to stick in the starting uh, point guard position. I think, mm-hmm. you know, for to get the best Kevin Porter, I think he need to come off the bench and just let him do his thing. But come off the bench and play, not come off the bench and leave the arena. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, you need to yeah. get out of the control too. Yeah, so I don't I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do with him, but I I don't think, you know, him being a point guard ain't it, in my opinion. Tab says he hasn't watched one NBA game this year, just lost interest. Man, I don't blame you, dog. Yeah. Like, the game at times is hard to watch. Like, when a game is close in, like, a game seven, I think that's one of the most exciting things in sports. Like, fucking the most memorable NBA game I could remember my lifetime was, what was it, 2017, 2016, uh, Cavs, Golden State, game seven. Yeah, dog. I was watching that in the bar. I was losing my mind <laughs> when LeBron hit that dunk or, yeah, or the, uh, the block blocked that shot. Yeah, Kyrie came up, hit a three in Steph's face. Yeah, I was losing my mind, and I don't even care about the Cavs, dog. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's just difficult to watch at times, man. Yeah, that, lately. That was probably know. yeah, that was probably the best game in a long time. Because that game was that honestly, that whole series was a little stressful for me. Because it's like you was down three one, you thinking it's over. And then they win the next game. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. But nobody never came back from this. And then they win the next game. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> like it's tied. And yeah. you going into a game seven. And all the other games kind of been all over the place too. It, all the games wasn't that close. But once it got to like game six and game seven. It's like oh shit, <laughs> like damn, and that game was crazy. Like you, like I said, the block shot, and then the Kyrie three, and that's that's when Steph Curry got exposed, man, mm-hmm. as a defender. <laughs> they were like, man, switch on, let me get like switch on Curry, Curry, let me get Curry one on one, and that at that point, that's where I thought Kyrie was the man. I'm like, yeah. dog, he making Curry look bad right now. 
but unfortunately that was the last time. Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie yep, made one him shining moment, man. Yep, <laughs> been all backwards since then. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly says, uh, agree with Figgy. KPJ thinks he has green skill set. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, K- they K- to figure out KPJ to me. He kind of remind me. Uh, remember Jamal Crawford? Yeah, yeah. He just recently retired after not playing for like four seasons. <laughs> yeah, he kind of remind me of Jamal Crawford because Jamal Crawford was like a good player. Like he, I, I, I would say, great player. He was somebody that can, who you know, a lot of his career he would come off the bench and be that spark. And if you need them to uh, to start, he would he could start too and be a, a spark. But he wasn't like a everyday starter. Whereas like, no, this dude cannot come off the bench. He need to start. Like this dude, this dude can come off the bench and get you forty. And I think KPJ can. Um, I think he can do that. Uh, but for some reason, they just got him as a starting point guard, and he, you know, kind of he can't do his thing. But that's that's just me. Yeah, yeah. They got things to figure out, man. They're the worst team in the NBA. Third overall pick. Only can go off from here, you would think. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how things go, man. Side so, so, um, so note real quick, man. This is up? totally left field. I was just seeing the fucking uh preview for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Why are they still making this damn show? This this shit looks so strange because these kids are grown as hell now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, what the fuck? I just say the little girl, the the uh what's the little girl Drake was best friends with? Yeah, yeah. She Millie looked old. Bobby Brown. Yeah, she looked old as hell. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I was I thought I thought it was a whole different show or movie. And it said Stranger Things. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why is they still making this shit? I know. <laughs> it always gets weird when you do shows about kids and then they grow up. Yeah, because their voice starts changing. They ain't cute no more. They going through that awkward they, puberty all, phase. They all tall and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the Wonder Years when the motherfuckers <laughs> grew up. The show wasn't good no more, dog. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't yeah. have grown ass kids on these fucking shows, man. But yeah, Stranger Things. I only saw one season of Stranger Things, man, the first one, mm-hmm. and it was all right. I didn't think it was as good as it was hyped up to be, but I thought it was okay. But, like, they kept making it, and I heard, like, I just had no interest yeah, in watching I, any more of it. Yeah, I seen like, the, okay. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. And then when I seen they made another one, I'm just like, like, all right, I don't need to see no more of this, man. Like, yeah, I, I like it for the simple fact that it's, like, in the 80s and, the, you know, how everything mm-hmm. looks and the, the music and all that. But after two, I'm just like, all right, <laughs> like, I don't need to see no more of this. Yeah, yeah, it gets kind of old after a while, man. But yeah, yeah, hopefully, I think this might be the last season, but I don't know. They're probably gonna keep that shit going. Yeah, you know how they do. Um, other things that happened this week. Um, did you see the sit down with Isaiah Rashad and Joe Budden? Where uh, Isaiah Rashad apparently talked about the video that leaked. Yeah, and other things with Joe Budden. I actually, of all I, people, yeah, I actually did see it, man, and it was actually a good, it was actually a good interview, and um, he was, Isaiah was super cool about it, man. He was just kind of, <laughs> he was just kind of like, yeah, man, that, like, I guess uh, some people was trying to defend it, like, man, ain't maybe that's not him and his his face in the video, and he was just like, no, nigga, nigga, that's me, 
<laughs> that's me. That's my face right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kind of, you know, he he pretty much owned up to it and had a good conversation with Joe about it. And um, I think this is kind of, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't think anything else is going to happen with this, you know, as far as hip hop and you know, gay artists. But I do, I do think this is a big moment because this is actually somebody kind of owning up to it a little bit. <laughs> he kind of owning up to it. Now I don't know how the music is going to be. Uh, how the music is going to be? He said he's still going to make the same music. But um, yeah, man, this is. Like, I don't know another artist outside of, like, a Lil Nas X that actually, you know, came out and talked about what he's into. This, the problem, the thing I didn't like, man, is because I kind of feel like he should have just came out and said, look, I'm bisexual. And when that question came up, he worded it in, like, the way women word things, man. He's like, well, I'm really just gender fluid. You know, I just like who I like. I just love who I love and I like who I like. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, just say you attract to men and women, man. Like, they're still scared to go the extra step. It kind of reminds me of when the Mr. C stuff happened. You know, he got caught with a transsexual and, and look, uh, a trans woman. And it's like, okay, you caught, you out there, like, look, the video, it's out there. And then he's still saying, like, you know, he's saying he's not gay. He just he's he doesn't like or sex with transsexuals. He only likes oral sex from transsexuals, but he's not like, you know, bisexual or gay or anything like that. And it's yeah. like, eh, like, like, come on, man. Like, I'm not saying you have to come out and say you're gay if you don't feel you're gay, but it's like they're still scared to just admit, I don't know. I, I yeah. guess it really doesn't matter. But it still yeah. kind of feels like they're pushing the the rap masculine thing where it's like, I can't be soft and admit I like men. Yeah. I have to word it in a roundabout way that gives me credibility in the hip hop community somehow. Yeah, but see, uh, maybe it's just but me. see, I, I would take that because he could easily be trying to defend it or not address it at all or try to say, no, I'm not this or, you know. He could have made all type of random excuses, even though his face was all in the video. But he could have spun it in some type of way where he don't address it and try to deny it and all this other stuff. But he was like, he could, he couldn't deny. Yeah, it. No, <laughs> he no, couldn't deny. I know it. he ain't had to do the interview either. He could have yeah. not even addressed it. But for the simple fact, he was just like, yeah, that was. You know, that was something I was into. <laughs> and yes, that was me in the video. Yeah, he actually, I felt like he actually owned up to it. He just didn't say the word, the, I guess the magic words. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I mean, and I mean, and I don't think thing, Lil Nas X ever straight up said he's gay either. You know, I, he just kind of, like, I everybody is only yeah, implied, even yeah. Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator, like, they've only implied things, man. Like, they never came out and just straight up said, I'm gay. I'm bisexual because it's like they're still still scared of the public perception in the community. I think say it. I think Frank Ocean did in that blog he did. I think he actually did say I'm bisexual, but we didn't really take that because it's like oh bisexual. No, that's you know a man can't be bisexual. It was Mm -hmm. that was I think that was the conversation, and I think I I can't remember how Lil Nas X did. I think he might have. I think I don't know if he tweeted or. 
I don't know what happened, but I think he actually said something too. And I think, I don't, I don't know if we thought he was joking or what, but as far as Tyler, the creator, I don't know what that man is. <laughs> that dude be joking around so much and yeah. you can't go off of lyrics. Like he be saying all type of crazy shit. But um, yeah, man, I think as far as like rappers, like <laughs> rappers like a Isaiah Rashad, this is probably clear cut you're going to get for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm glad he actually talked a little bit about it. Where you know, I ain't go away from this interview like, huh? Like I'm, I ain't go away confused or didn't understand what he was talking about. He just, he said everything but the magic words. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> he's, he, he said enough. Where I'm like, okay, he's clearly into a lot of things. Yeah. I guess I just wish people weren't afraid to just say, and I get, I, I understand like you in a bit music business, you, you can't potentially drive away a customer base because of your yeah. sexual preference. You might just not want to come out. That's yeah. fine. And, but, yeah. And I was going to say to his point too, he's a, he's kind of a quiet guy. He, yeah. He's not like the, you know, he's not a little Nas X that, that's always in the spotlight, always on social media and shit like that. So, he seemed like a low-key guy, family guy. So, yeah, maybe he, maybe it was hard for him to even do this interview. So, yeah, yeah. trying to cut him a little bit of slack from this, but yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. maybe I mean, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm talking in general. I'm not even just talking about him. Like he's mm -hmm. just an example. But yeah. even like Playboy Cardi, who's implied that he's also bisexual, but won't come out and say it. <laughs> and it's pretty much an open secret now at this point. Like, look, I, I believe for a long time, a lot of rappers have been in that kind of thing. And I don't care. Yeah. You know, it don't make me no difference. I don't know them personally. I just listen to their music, man. I'm, I'm an adult. Yeah. I don't care what they do behind closed doors, man. It's between y'all. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just annoying how people just like, just, just live your truth, man. It yeah. shouldn't take a video for you to be like, hey, I like men and women. Mm -hmm. Big deal. Like, who cares? But the stand culture and how people are in this, no, no, it's just backwards, yeah, but we, yeah, whatever. We, yeah, we just need somebody who can have that mindset. That yeah. mindset of, hey, yep, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't, that's all I got. <laughs> and just yeah. and just move on. <laughs> Maybe that make everything better. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, people, you still got your little boozies out here who going to make videos and shit, so... <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, apparently he said that a Drake feature is more important than a whole feature. Was that controversial? Uh, that that made the headlines a little bit, and I I actually kind of agree with him. <laughs> no, dog, how is that <laughs> not true? What? What's the last chart topper Hove put out, man? What's yeah, the last chart topper Jay Z? That's put what out? I'm saying. I, like, that's not is even... that controversial to say. I I guess so. <laughs> I thought it was common sense. Because look at the look at the history between these two. I don't think um I don't think getting a I think to me I think a Jay Z feature is good for somebody who's well established. That's not mm -hmm. you know somebody like a Pusha T, somebody like a uh I, I will even throw in like Two Chains. That's kind of like the goal. That's like getting the gold star. Like hey you know I did everything else. Now I got a, a Jay Z feature. It, it don't necessarily have to be a chart topper, but t 
to me, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand why this was like such a big deal. I think it's yeah, I mean, almost you said far worse. Apparently, especially in the, like the last week <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. what he thought the school shooter was, and he some homophobic stuff about that. So, yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. this is one of the least controversial things Boozy has said. Honestly, I know that's why I was wondering. I was under, I didn't really understand why people were so upset or you know disagreeing with it. I'm like, damn, like Drake almost would get you a number one <laughs> song mm-hmm. <laughs> just by being on it. <laughs> so, like, to me, if, if it was my choice, I would probably pick the Drake over the Jay-Z. I, and I'm a Jay-Z fan, but if I'm trying to get hot out here, yeah, I'm going to go with, you know, Jay-Z. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Drake. No, 100%, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't get the controversy. If there was controversy behind that, I don't understand but whatever old head twitter i guess old head social yeah. media going crazy yeah um another thing i saw too that's kind of interesting uh nori apparently has been taking to twitter he's upset about people in the culture of hip-hop going to other programs such as david letterman and what's his name that uh that, that guy from apple I can't oh, remember his um, fucking name now. Zach, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe, yeah. And or, yeah. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Zane Lowe. That's Zane right. Lowe. Zane Lowe. Yeah. And apparently he's calling out rappers. He's saying, and this is what he said, <clears throat> quote, I have been the best to this culture. I have always put hip hop first. And I see you guys go to Ellen and David Letterman and Zane Lowe's and treat them with more respect than a culture. But you say you want black excellence. He says, I'll be honest, even going to Oprah or Gal is trash at this point. I think he meant Gail. He's yeah. probably drunk when he tweeted this. Yeah. <laughs> we control our culture in we control our in culture. Why go outside of it? Um, and then apparently people thought this was a shot at Cardi B because Cardi B went on David Letterman. Yeah. And she's never been on Drink Champs, of course. So I'm assuming, even though he's saying this was not directed at Cardi B, I would have to assume it had to be because how convenient of you to have this take right now. But um, yeah, he's basically asking why people in the culture go outside the culture for their interviews and don't go to programs like Million Dollars Worth of Game or Drink Champs or whatever other black podcast or a black yeah. hip hop podcast like Gems and Juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so what are your thoughts on this man? Do you think uh Nori has a point about people not respecting the culture enough to do an interview of somebody inside the culture? What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, I think he's on point with that. I don't know the reason why he was tweeting it at that moment. Maybe maybe he tried to get Cardi B on at some point and maybe they said no or or couldn't do it, but did Letterman? I I don't know, but yeah, I think that's I think I think we've been talking about this for for years, and that's one of the reasons I'm glad Isaiah Rashad went to Joe Budden, and you know I'm not saying he would you know he had a lot of choices because a lot of people probably don't even know who he is, but um yeah man I I appreciate artists that do that and I kind of roll my eyes even. You know, even looking at somebody like Meg, who, you know, with all the stuff she's going through, you know, she went to Gail. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that you know, even though Gail is a black woman and all that stuff, but 
you know, why you, you know, I would have been okay if she went to the Breakfast Club to talk about this or talk to Charlemagne or, you know, something like this. Then it, it kind of would have been like, all right, but Gail ain't know who she was. <laughs> she was pronouncing the name all proper and shit. So it's, it it didn't really fit right because you know Gail ain't into the hip hop stuff like that. And, um, you know, I kind of had a problem with that a little bit. But I understand the reason why they went to her because they wanted that out there. And that, you know, they were trying to reach a different audience. But um, I 100% agree, man. I think I think these um, independent black platforms are very important. And, you know, it's nothing wrong. Look, I, look, it's nothing wrong with going to David Letterman and, you know, Zach Lowe and all these different places, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. But I think you definitely got to hit these independent you know black um you know platforms like i would look i'm okay with them going to the breakfast club i'm okay with them going on drink you know shit like that but i think they definitely have to you know to me i don't like that they you know i don't know their situation but i don't like the fact that they won't go to none of those other shows but they'll do ellen for sure or they'll do you know these type of shows like there's nothing wrong with doing both. You can do both. But I think the problem is that they, you know, they skip out on the Breakfast Club so they could go to Elvis Duran. And there's a lot of people that did that too. Where it's like, damn, like we in the same fucking building. And you rather, you know, I think I think that's why, um, I don't know if you even know this, but um, Charlamagne, I think he have a big problem with people like Katy Perry. Because mm-hmm. Katy Perry, they used to always talk about Pe- Katy Perry in a good way, her music and all that shit. But um, she didn't go to the Breakfast Club. She went to Elvis Duran. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, but she out here, you know, collabing with Juicy J or or trying to make, she, made, she had the song with the Migos. And this is like, damn, but you're not coming to this platform. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, uh, yeah, Nor- what Dory was saying was spot on. But um, us as, like, black entertainers and stuff like that, I think it's important for them to hit, you know, platforms like Nori or even Joe Budden or The Breakfast Club and, you know, do SNL or do these some of these white shows and stuff like that. I agree with Nori to an extent. I agree that, you know, if you're in a hip hop culture, you should go to hip hop media platforms to uh, promote your stuff, give interviews, because these people actually know you. They know your music. They've heard of you. And I understand that. My problem was like the alternatives he gave were not that great. Like you're talking about Breakfast Club, million dollars worth of game. And what else did he say? He said, uh, something else, but some these shows, man, and Joe Budden, by the way, yeah, Joe Budden, and I'm like, okay, I, I understand, but th- these shows are not serious, dog. Like Joe Budden give a good interview, I'll give that much. Joe Budden gives a good interview. He did a good one with Nicki Minaj. He did a good one, Joe, with Isaiah Rashad. Charlemagne can do good one on ones, but you were talking about the Breakfast Club, like that was a show, like that was kind of built on bringing in a guest and then like clowning them you know 
So there is a fear of that, I'm sure. When anybody goes in a breakfast club, Charlemagne is going to feel the pressure to ask an uncomfortable question. And like, for example, we had, I don't know if you saw the clip circulating around. Kalani went on this, I forget who it was, but it was a pretty famous national um, or a local, but it was a you know national base uh, hip hop radio station. And uh, they were asking her like, you know, because she's admittedly bisexual. And they were asking her like, ooh, what do you think about SZA? Do you think she was pretty? Do you Would, would you date her? And she was like, yeah, I mean, we're good friends. I mean, we're, she, she was like blowing it off. And then the guy was like, so, oh, so no scissoring with SZA, huh? Oh, you wouldn't scissor with SZA. Like he was making lesbian jokes. And he's like, oh, what about this girl? Would you have sex with her? Like he was trying to be controversial. And this is like how a lot of, and I, look, it's not everybody. Definitely not everybody. But there, I'm sure there's a feeling that when you go on to a show like The Breakfast Club or Drink Champs, it's going to be like buffoonery, dog. You got Nori over here getting drunk, pressuring you to drink. And then you go to Breakfast Club with Charlemagne cracking jokes, trying to make you feel uncomfortable. And then all these other, like, it's just unserious, man. And RIP Combat Jack, because mm-hmm. I feel like Combat Jack was the best hip hop interviewer, podcaster. He was serious. He did his homework. And you knew you're going to get a good interview when you saw Combat Jack sit down with somebody. Yeah. And I think when they go outside, a lot of these artists might just want to go somewhere where somebody hasn't heard of them. Because they might get asked new questions or something not relating to some beef they had with somebody from years ago. And I can kind of understand not wanting to hear about some shit that happened years ago just because Charlemagne got to ask about it because it's the breakfast club. You know, I get that. So I don't know, man. It's like I wish the hip hop oriented shows were more serious. And if they want to be have more guests and be of the culture like be more serious man drink champs can be a more serious show it don't got to be all around circle around drinking getting drunk nori slurring his words so much you can't even understand what he's saying like some of this should be embarrassing sometimes dog i have to say like the the cameron shit was awkward because he was trying not to drink and they kept on trying to pressure him to drink the dmx one looks really bad in retrospect because you know he had addiction issues so I don't know, man. Like it is I understand what Nori's saying, but yeah. I would challenge Nori and his people and million dollars for the game, all them to be better. Yeah. If they want better guests. But yeah. It's I, just me. Yeah, I, I I totally get it. But he he named those podcasts. I don't think those are the only podcasts or black no, they're not. places they could go. But that, that was those the alternative are, he was given. Yeah. And that's what and, I'm saying. And How I think, do you compare that to Ellen? Yeah. But see, I think if somebody, let's let's use Cardi as an example. If she was doing a press run, I don't know if he will be pissed off if they if Cardi went to a black podcast or a couple black stations and did her hip hop interview and all that stuff. And did Ellen and uh, Letterman and all his other shit. I think because at that point, he kind of looked at that point, he'd be exposed as he's salty because he didn't get the interview. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I think if that was the case, I I think he'd either a not say anything, or b he'd say something and just he'd be exposed as being bitter because he didn't get the interview, or she turned him down because of whatever reason she wanted to. But um, I think yeah, I think. See, it's not to me. I understand going to Letterman. I understand going to Ellen and all the all these other shows. You should, because that's those are big shows. But the problem I have with it is when they, you know, they totally ignored the shows that they used to go to before they were super huge, yeah. and they just act like they just outgrew these shows and you know feel like they don't, you know they too big for those shows. That's where I have a problem. That's that's where my issue come in, and I totally get it. If if you're not a drinker and Nori's a little irritating, I wouldn't go to that show. And we all know who don't want to go to the show to the Breakfast Club because of <laughs> because of them. Like a lot of people skip that show because they don't fuck with Charlemagne or whoever. But um, my problem is if you were you know you were supporting you was going to these shows when you couldn't get on Ellen. And all these other stuff. And now that you're you big enough, that's kind of like, you know, look at somebody like a Jay-Z. If Jay-Z, you know, just decided not to go to no, any more hip-hop sh- shows because they keep asking him about Dame and all this other shit, but he'll go to Ellen and, you know, he'll talk to David Letterman. He'll talk to the other places, but wouldn't go to them. It's like, damn. <laughs> like, you was always coming here, so... You know, it it, it 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 would kind of rub me the wrong way. But the, the examples Nori gave, the, the podcast he gave out, those podcasts could be hit or miss. I think Joe Budden is probably, out of all of those, I, I feel like Joe Budden is the honestly the most respectful one. I haven't seen mm-hmm. him really get disrespectful with a guest. So he, he, he actually give out good interviews, especially his one-on-ones. But the other ones, like, it could go off the – rails with nori it could go off the rails with you know million dollars worth of game so you know i i can understand that somebody don't want to do that but i'm just not a fan of the you know the um i used to go to these stations when you know i was up and coming but now i'm too big for that so you know i'm gonna skip them and just go to the snl or something i mean i get it I get it. And yeah, if you used to do it to get hot and then you got on and now you ignore them, I get that. That's kind of fucked up. But I also feel like, man, there, there, I've seen so many clips of these shows just trying to create a viral moment and yeah. trying to do it at the expense of the artist they have on yeah. and the guest. And even if somebody walks out, that's a great moment for them because that's going to go viral. Yeah. You know, how many clips are you going to get off of that? Everybody going to say, Oh, Cash Doll walks out of DJ Vlad or whoever, or, mm-hmm. or some somebody walks out because they didn't like the question this guy asked. Yeah. It's like they'd rather have that than a boring interview. But if you go on David Letterman, he don't care about going viral. You know, mm-hmm. he's just gonna sit you down and dog. Narwar is one of the people like he kind of comes across as a clown, like the way he dresses and shit. But he's really one of the best in, in the interview game, man, because he does his fucking homework, dog. He asks mm-hmm. questions and looks up things that nobody else does. <laughs> so that's what I want to hear. I want to hear an interview with somebody who does their fucking homework on these artists, dog. 
and talks yeah. about some shit. Ask something new, man. Yeah. Like, you know, if Cardi B goes on a breakfast club, they're going to ask her about Nicki Minaj. They're going to ask her about off. They're going to ask about all this shit, man. And it's mm-hmm. like, maybe she just don't want to hear about that anymore. Maybe yeah. she just wants to have a conversation about what's going on in her life without digging up the drama. And yeah. David Letterman don't know anything about drama in Cardi B's life. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also understand when you're an artist at that level, why you could be like, man, I even want to risk going to that and fucking up my image just to help them get some clicks. Yeah. So. But, but in the same breath, there's still a rapper <laughs> that's going out here doing rapper things. So, you know, they're, you know, it's not like this is a a movie star that don't know anything about this shit. Like Cardi B is still Cardi B. She's still dating a rapper <laughs> or you married yeah. to to a rapper. So, I mean, it's not like she <laughs> she could just avoid this shit f- forever. She going to have to sit down if you going to a hip hop station, you got to talk about some hip hop shit and entertainment. So, I I mean, I get it. It's just, you know, from uh from a fan's point of view or even the the radio host point of view is going to look rough that you you rather go to David Letterman than go to this hip hop station and you're a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just going to look rough. I, that's, I get it. that's that's the life of a artist. <laughs> yeah. Cardi B on another level though. Like Cardi B going to sit down with Joe Biden and, yeah. and talk about gun control. Yeah. He's going to be like like why don't he just take all the guns away? And he's gonna be like, well, this is why you need to vote. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I need to vote because I don't, I don't, I, y'all need to fix this because, well, you know how Cardi B look, but yeah, and talk, but yeah, it, it's uh, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I understand both sides, I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah, but- I think, I think Nori did come off a little bitter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally get it, but it seemed like it seemed like it was more to it, it wasn't. It wasn't like a a, a thing where I I go out there tweet and say, hey, you know, more artists should start, you know, supporting independent black podcasts more. It wasn't like in a jolly way. It seemed like he was pissed that that um, somebody he wanted to interview declined it, but they mm-hmm. went on a, a big, a, you know, a big white talk show. Yeah, that's where it seemed like his energy was coming from. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah, so I, you know, from his point of view. I, you know, he probably was pissed, but I think he, I, uh, you know, his overall point I think is correct that you know these artists should, you know, support the black-owned spots. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, oh yeah, and Tab asked, are the meals breaking up? See, this is what you get when you come in late to the podcast, Tab. Now you got to <laughs> go back and listen. We did talk about the Migos. We talked about the new <laughs> single that Takeoff and Quavo got. Long yeah. answer short, um, no, we don't think they're breaking up forever, but we do think that there is a, a creative differences and they are separate for now mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. But I, I don't think it's a, a PR stunt that they quote unquote broke up. I think they are having some differences and are going their separate ways for a while. But yeah, we don't think it's permanent. They family, yeah. they're going to be back together soon. Mm-hmm. Um. Now we had a weather bro. Oh, R. P. Ray Liotta. By the way, yeah, and that shit was crazy. Yeah, uh, of course. From got a good fellas, you know, legendary actor, been in a lot of shit. Died this week. R. P. Ray Liotta. 
That yeah. shit was crazy. He was, yeah, he was actually shooting a movie in the DR. Yeah, he was still working. Yeah. So that yeah, yeah that that make it even worse because he was still active out here. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, still might have been out that uh, D, uh Dominican Viagra. I don't know, dog. Got to be careful with that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Died the same way Kevin Samuels did. Yeah, on uh, some dick pills. Man. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but shit, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, man. Um. Mm-hmm. Other thing, anything else? We had a what it brought us. We'll save it for next week, though. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that could be a long conversation. We'll talk about. We got to save some things, man. We can't give y'all all the content at one time. It's already two hours worth plus <laughs> you got here. So, yeah. uh, fuck it. Let's wrap this one up, man. Yeah, yeah. Say goodbye to the broadcast on YouTube. The stream. Yeah, people. thank y'all for joining us. By the way, if y'all ain't know. We stream pretty much every Friday around 7 p.m. We start 7.30-ish. So make sure y'all hit us up. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, whatever platform you like. Um, hang out with us. We'll, we'll shout you out. And appreciate y'all all stopping by, asking questions, chiming in. My boy David, I see you, bro. Take, uh, take care, man. Appreciate you. Also, Tab, of course, holding it down. Holly, Rachel Worshipper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what that username mean, but appreciate you chiming in as well. <laughs> Everybody who came through, we love y'all. And <laughs> we'll see y'all next time, man. Yeah. And let's wrap this up with a little Nita Baker. Yeah. Yeah, that um hopefully that YouTube don't get flat. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. We, we try to do some better with UK, but that's it. Yeah, and we play um, that Brandy Freestyle. That might be the one that fucking get the video down. You think so? Because that shit was on SoundCloud, man. It's not like that yeah. shit was even in the official they might, song. They might so. hear, but they might hear the fucking instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hopefully not, man. Because yeah. if if Brandy could skate, skate around the copyright to freestyle yeah. off the fucking beat, I think we can. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, hopefully this shit don't get taken out on YouTube, man. But yes. <laughs> Anita Baker means we have reached the end of yet another Gender Juice podcast. We appreciate y'all rocking with us on our streaming platforms. Uh, make sure you listen to In the Loop, man. A lot going down in Houston sports. They're getting a lot of guests, a lot of big things going down. Make sure you listen to uh, Figgy curating the vibes, 10 to 2 Sports Radio 610, doing his damn thing. Um, shout out to everybody. Appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. And until next time, peace. It's Figgy Fig, and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com PCAWellness.com and tell them Ficky Fig sent you.